0: Block Talk Radio Ladies and Gentlemen, let's get ready to
1: Good afternoon, everybody. It is Wednesday night, 7 o'clock. A special all-new Southern Sports Central coming to you live right here in Charleston, South Carolina. I'm Richie Yalvin. Going to be joined tonight by a handful of five-star guys right here on the show. Of course, uh, this is the home of the Factory Sports and Fitness Training Studios. You'll hear us every single day. You just have to go to our program schedule to find out which show is going to be aired at what time. And uh, let me tell you, it is without doubt one of the sexiest lineups you could have ever asked for. Because tonight we're going to do our thing here from 7 to 10. We're going to bring in a guy that has sat right here beside me for a good few years. And he and I put out a show like no other. That is, of course, Clemson Tom. Now, he'll be in here uh, live with me here in just a moment. He is our special co-host. Right here on the show tonight, of course, uh, you know, I don't like to say special because I can tell you this is a show that he helped me along the way, build it, bring it, and uh, push me at times that, quite frankly, I needed it. And I can't thank him and his family enough for the time that they allowed him to do it and then the time he gave us here on the network. So, Clemson Tom, at any minute, we'll jump in here at 6, 7, about seven fifteen, seven ten, 15, any time now. Uh, he'll hang out with me until about 7.30 tonight. We'll talk a lot about sports and the college realm and how the Clemson Tigers are now going to host the Citadel. shouldn't be much of a challenge for the Clemson Tigers. They're going to put out a lot more money than they will have to effort. But we'll talk about the game one, against uh, Wake Forest, and, uh, of course, the overall ACC view from Clemson Times View. Then at 7.30, we take the bus all the way over to, well, Ben Moore, 24-7 sports in the ATL. He'll jump in with us. We'll talk a lot about college football with that guy. And then we turn the page, and here comes the final two hours of Southern Sports Central high school staff. 8.30, we take it over to the well branch. We haven't been there before, but we're going to break into the school and virtually take a look around with two of their top guys, one of the class of 21. That is Richard Parker. He's a senior wide receiver, defensive back. And at 8.5, he'll be joined by his teammate, a junior, class of 22, Joseph Hicks. We'll jump in here with us. He's an athlete all the way around. Then at 9 o'clock, we take it over to Greenville, the Spartanburg area, where Jed Blackwell, he works for the Spartanburg Herald Journal. He's one of the best in the business, but he does a phenomenal job in the upstate. We'll talk to him about all the teams in the upstate. And then I got another guest coming on at 9.30. And we may have a guest at 8 o'clock, so you just want to hang out. I can't give you all the weapons that we're going to bring tonight. But one weapon, and I went big on this one. And when you go big, you got to go big with an intro. So I got to tell you, when I asked this guy to come in here, I said, man, come on for a little while. Let's, let's talk a little football. Without doubt, my man said, I'm in. So without further ado, I bring him in all the way from Orlando, Florida, the legendary Clemson Tom. Like that, we bring him in back home to Southern Sports Central, Clemson time. What's up, my brother? I had to bring in in style. You hey, already know it was coming.
2: To bring me in under Stone Cold's uh, theme song is pretty awesome. I, is did, awesome. I get brought on different ways and, and sports talk radio and uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin's theme music is that's uh, it's pretty awesome.
1: Well, you know, you and I spent many years building what. I thank you before you jumped in here and your family for the time that you guys have all given us to this brand, and of course, you're not gone. You're just taking a time away. You just don't know it yet, but with that being said, man, I thought we had one of the best intros in all of sports radio. You and I, of course, uh, I had the Ultimate Warrior kick on, and you had the uh, Stone Cold kick part of the intro, man, and it, it was definitely fitting between the two of us.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. I, mean, yeah. I mean, looking back, man, that was years ago, but we
1: uh, we had a blast doing it, man, Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I tell you what, man, and it's almost like a, we, we say this from time to time, from to time, is that it, it, it becomes a perfect marriage that makes a perfect show. And I thought that we hit a home no. run, you know, throughout the entire time that we were together. And I'm telling you, if I could go back and find a couple of quotes that you and I shared that embarrass myself and yourself, man,
2: that
0: <laughs> would be a legendary <laughs> recap.
2: Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there was times, I mean, there is, I mean, thankfully, you never saved me saying, you know, what idiot puts a, a rock on a hill and talking about Mizzou. <laughs> and then as soon as I said, I remember looking at you and being like, I just said that. And you go, you just said that, and we're going to break. And I was like, oh my god, like, what the heck was I thinking? <laughs> but you just, you just don't say it because you're making fun of Mizzou, how they got the the entire hill full of rocks where people sit at. And you, you know, it's weird. And all of a sudden, you're like, wait a minute, we got a we got a rock on a hill. <laughs> we had a we touch it, it's little, yeah. We touch it a little different. It's not like Mizzou's where it's like they make them out of seats. But right. it's, it was just one of those things that was it was live radio. It was perfect, and it was who, it was who we are and what we do.
1: It is, man, and and I want to think that was the first show, if I'm not mistaken. It was yeah. the first show you hit had, you hit had Rhoda uh, all the way from Florida, wasn't it? Because I thought you were in the show, was, you were uh, in the building with me that night because you were going to the, the bachelor party up in Polly's Island.
2: Yep, that's right. It was um, it was the first time we did. I think it was the first time we actually met. But I had him right. on the show on the phone and stuff like that. But yeah, other than that, right. yeah, it was uh, it was the first live one that we did together, a full show. Yeah, it
3: was it was awesome. You rolled up, had your belt with you,
1: took a picture right in front oh, of yeah. the banner. You know, but but we knew. Yeah. But we knew we knew what we had, and we're never. By mm-hmm. the way, we're never too old to stay in the game. That's just the truth. Right. In <laughs> fact, I'm actually wearing. You know where I'm going with that, don't you? I right, do. I think
2: that's funny. You know? oh, man, man you know, i tell you. Like, I, I am the
0: candy. <laughs> so I'm the
2: gang. You ever know, get insulted so bad where you don't, you don't even know how to rebuttal. You're just like, what are you insulting me? <laughs> that's, how, that's how I felt it. I was like, what?
0: That's God, one of those ones you what? follow up with, bless his heart.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, it's like, what?
2: It's like you can't have another beer, Tom. You, you you've already had six. Like what? What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm, like, I'm, brother, I'm sick. i I'm just getting, I'm just getting moved. I'm ready to go after six. <laughs> that engine is just getting talking about. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what are you talking about? I can handle my own, man. I don't do a lot, good, but I'm pretty good at drinking beer.
1: Well, you know, the, the funny thing is, man, that you and I, we, we, we really did. I thought we we would show up places, and I know you're used to it, especially there in Clemson Town, USA, up there in the upstate of South Carolina, where people would recognize you and get all excited, man. But and, and we share this story every time you come in because we've been very blessed to bring on four different shows other than this one, and, it, and it's grown tremendously since uh, just two weeks continue to mm-hmm. have a lot of growth here with a lot of new guys listening and girls listening. But, you know, for the times that you and I would show up places, it was just – it was guaranteed to be a moment to remember. It was an instant classic, all the way from Tampa, the national championship game, all the way to Clemson and Death Valley, where uh, I brought uh, Jason Perez, p rock as he likes to be called. Actually, I brought him to Tampa, too. Or he brought me to Tampa. He actually showed yeah, me yeah, down okay. there. But, uh, man, I th- it's yeah, always, always been a good time. time. And then that was my fear, man, was that what are we going to do? if there's no college football. And, of course, here you go, the ACC, the SEC, That, well, the Big 12, they're they are there. They're not playing. But, I mean, whether they're playing, but they're getting beat by the Sun Belt. Yeah. But other than that, you know, at least the Big Ten's going to show up. Hopefully they, they won't get beat by the Sun Belt. But what what was your thoughts last weekend when you saw the ACC come out? Of course, Clemson handled business. I'm not surprised. It's Wake
2: Forest. Sam Martin. Yeah. yeah quarterback I mean, actually actually has a work, connection right, to the about
4: country. me. Yeah,
2: people at work are like, what are you – I'm like, can I just wait for us, man? Like, can I just enjoy the fact that football's on my TV when right. some of these beat writers I felt like were completely against it. Like, I didn't care, man. It was it was just on the TV finally. Um, I thought we looked all right. I, I didn't think we looked as good as we should have. Um, but, I mean, I'm, I'm usually always kind of like that. I'm always like, well, you know, didn't expect certain things. But, you know, I'm not a coach. You know, I – I don't see the guys every day. In hindsight, twenty twenty, they probably didn't, they didn't show the whole playbook. Why would you? You right. you should be able to show up and just just beat them. It's you know you, on paper you've already you've already scored five touchdowns walking on the field. All um, right. Yeah, it was good. It was it was nice to have football on my TV. Um, I just can't wait till like everybody plays because when you when you look through the days like okay who's playing who's playing they're like all right well it's. It's this little school. It's Marshall. It's a, I, I don't care. I don't care about watching Marshall. I'll watch it because it's on. But, you know, I, I want to see South Carolina and Tennessee. I, I want to see Georgia-Florida. I want to see those games too. I don't, you know, I don't want to see Florida State and Georgia Tech, man. Like, what what in the world is Florida State even doing anymore? Um, just, I, just, I just want them all to play because that's what makes right. it fun. Because, you know, you're, you're waking up like, oh, man, we got – you know, big school A versus big school B kicking it off at noon, and then you've got you know da 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 da, da playing at three thirty. My game's at seven, so I'm good. Or, you know, vice versa, and you've got all these big games with these big schools that are football powerhouses. But you don't really have that right now, so it's it's almost like it's like eating decent barbecue when you're used to having great barbecue. Right.
4: You know, That's it's like doing like the or
2: something. Yeah, it's like it's like going to Sonny's barbecue. Not dogging Sonny's, because you're consistent. I know what I'm getting every time. It's not the best barbecue I've ever had. But I'll eat it and I'll enjoy it. But I don't right. wake up on a Saturday and go, man, we gotta go to Sunny's get those ribs. Nah, man. I see I gotta go to, you know, grandma's barbecue down here in, in Saint Cloud and get, and get right. her chicken. You know, it's just it's not the same. But it's right. but it gets you it gets you through.
1: Or it's KFC. To me, it's KFC to chicken. Yeah,
3: like, you
2: know, KFC
1: is going to get you through. The fixins are okay. Yeah,
0: but, but it ain't the be same. Good,
2: You know, it's it's going to get you through, but it ain't Bojangles. Bojangles, you,
0: know? <laughs> Bojang, you think that's grandma's so spice it, in your it life? Ain't
2: grandma's, <laughs> yeah, seventeen herbs and spices. You know, I might need nineteen herbs and spices.
0: You yeah. <laughs>
2: know, just I need a little bit more. <laughs> it's fun. You it's fun to at least have it, but it it ain't it ain't full football season yet. And I think everybody would kind of agree with that.
1: Right. So so you look at Clemson, we kind of knew that was going to happen. They went out, what, 37-13, I think, was the final over there. The game oh, that really yeah, – yeah. the thing that got me, you mentioned Georgia Tech and Florida State. Now, not only did Florida State lose, they lost at home to Georgia Tech, the rumbling wreck. I mean, I don't know if you talk to eye doctor anymore down there in, in Tallahassee, man, but hopefully he's sold that
2: truck by now because it's
1: losing value every single hour of every second
2: of every day. <laughs> No, he he actually lives over in St. Pete now. Uh, we we text back and forth and stuff. Um, I I think he's engaged. Like I'm so wrapped up in work and family. I I mean, sure. shoot, we used to talk every day, and I was like, you know, once a week, maybe. Right. Um, but I I assume he still has his truck. I don't keep up with him. Uh, right. Like we used to. Like some of my boys just you know, like. You know, I think everybody listening will be like, yeah. I don't talk to that guy anymore. I, I get off work at 6 and go home, and that's just that's just the day. Right. Um, but, yeah, man, I don't know what he's doing with the truck, but I can only hope that, you know, it's it's somewhere, hopefully.
1: Well, you and, know, it reminds me of the Snickers commercial like where does, this
2: guy goes in to get a tattoo
1: and they misspell it. I mean, that's kind of how it must feel right now to be a Florida State fan. It's, or it's the can one,
2: I? yes, the one where he's he was a Detroit Lions and then he's getting – he's like, oh, man, that's a great – and then they're like, hey, man, you just got traded to Miami. And he's like, what? And they had to trade you to a Dolphin. <laughs> so, definitely. But, I mean, Florida State's got to get together, man. I don't know what's going on with those cats. All that talent, they should – you're Florida State, bro. You should be able to walk up and just grab a five-star out of Florida. Like, you don't even need to recruit Georgia. You don't need to recruit them. Just – you're Florida State, man.
1: Just catch the kid Show walking up. to the convenience store. I mean, that kid's pretty yeah. fast. Look at him. I mean, it's just that simple. Yeah, they accidentally just, walk just... across your campus.
2: Yeah. And all of a sudden, they're like, oh, man, Florida State ain't got nothing like – like, Florida State and Georgia Tech. Like, come on. Right. State, especially at home? Like, come on, man. But the, the quarterback doesn't look good. Nothing on Florida State looks good. They got to get it together.
1: Now, let me ask you this, though, because you're in Orlando. You're between – a, a mecca of, of great teams there in the state of Florida, normally. Now, we saw Florida State. Yeah. We watched Miami UAB, which, to be honest with you, I thought there were more fans because of corona than there normally is. <laughs> that was pretty impressive. They actually had a larger sellout <laughs> yeah, crowd. <I> thought, yeah. <laughs> they had more
2: fans that just wanted to get out of the house. We could probably leave. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs>
1: But you look at it, they they win in, a, what, 31-14 on a Thursday night to kind of kick off the, the ACC season. What what was your take on a team like that? Of course, Miami, they're always going to be next year. They've kind of started becoming the Notre Dame of the ACC, and I get ACC this year. I think Notre Dame's in it, but it's every year this is their year. Is this the year you think that Miami's going to actually have an opportunity with such a, an awkward season?
2: Man, I'm going to be 100% honestly. No. 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 Not even a little bit. It's never their year. They're always back. They're like Tennessee. Oh, it's Tennessee's year. No, it ain't. It's not. Sorry. It's not Tennessee's year. It's not going to be. Like, there's more right now. Uh, any Miami fans down here? The used back. The used back. Like, back to where? Back to the back of the line again? Like... <laughs> And when they went to the ACC championship game, they're like, "We made it." I'm like, "You guys realize your division's like horrible. You're the sacrificial lamb right now. Like, it's not good. Do something else with <laughs> this it ain't gonna work out for you, brother. You better go up against Deshaun Watson. And then when we played down in Miami, I was at that. I was at that game sideline, passes the whole nine. And um, we just destroyed them. We put in our third string. Mm. I mean. They're never going to – I mean, I'm not going to say they're never not going to be back, but, I mean, it's kind of like Mike's girlfriend. She ain't coming back for, like, a long time, and I'm not really anticipating her coming back. You know what I mean? Just, <laughs> well, that's a good thing. I'm I'm, I'm, not sure, back.
1: <laughs> I'm sure right now that's a good thing. Which, By the way, congratulations. I know you got little man there who, uh waiting his turn to run the Rock at Clemson, but uh, on the way comes another one. You're getting ready to have another yes. down there. So, congratulations to you and the missus. Thank you.
2: Yeah, but child number two. Holy crap. Yeah. See what happens when you're not on the radio? You're
1: down there making babies. You should have been on the radio. I told you. I, it was actually
2: more fun. <laughs> yeah. I
1: get
0: um, too. Let, let, let me ask you about
1: – you talk about having fun, though, yeah. and, and, and let me kind of go into the whole quarterback situation at Duke. There is a connection to Clemson Tigers. They played yep. not awful against uh, Notre Dame. Of course, uh, a 27-13 win for Notre Dame. Is this a better Notre Dame team than we think it is? Or this Duke team just is, is not where they need to be. And even though they've got a new quarterback, it's going to take some time to get him used to the system.
2: I think it was a little bit of both. I think a lot of it had to do with them not being able to practice fully. Uh, you could even just across the board in college football last week, you could see, I mean, shoot, even in NFL, nobody was really in sync. Uh, you could see shades of it. Timing was off just across the board. Um, I'm not sold on Notre Dame's quarterback. I've never been about the hype for him. I don't understand it. I he's, yeah, I guess get if you go to Notre Dame, you're like instantly like, oh, man, he, he's probably be up for the eyes and like, why? Because he's wearing gold on the helmet? Like, no. Notre Dame gets to their own hype. The quarterback's going to get his own hype. I'm not sold on him. Uh, you could tell Duke's timing was off, especially with Chase Bryce. Uh, it's, I mean, it's his first year there. How much could he practice? We don't know. You know, the practice is always a little bit limited for those guys. But I, I do think that Duke's going to be a lot better than what people are going to give him credit for, for sure. Uh, Chase is a heck of a heck of a talent. He was one of the you know most highly, well maybe not the most highly, but he was highly talented coming out of high school. A bigger recruit than Duke is is he's used to getting. Um, but he could have, he could start almost anywhere, man. I mean he's 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 extremely talented. Like he's probably he's probably going to get undrafted because he's never had a full shot or he'll go late in the in the rounds. But right. I do think he could he could at least be a decent backup in the NFL. Or he could be one of these these guys that, you know, sat behind the Deshaun Watson, set behind the Trevor Lawrence, finally gets a shot at Duke, lights it up, and then you see him in the NFL. He dang why didn't this kid start in college? Well, you know, he was sitting behind Trevor Lawrence, like, you know, sorry for your luck, but you're not starting over Trevor, but you're actually good enough to play in the league. I mean, you you never really know until you give a guy a shot. And I'm not saying he's gonna be an NFL starter, but we really don't know. And I I think that's what – I'm I'm rooting for the kid. I know all of Clemson is. So I'm interested to see exactly what he can do with the opportunities given, for sure. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting season
0: for, of course,
1: uh, David Cutcliffe, the the, the head coach over there with the Duke Blue Devils. Now, this weekend is is interesting to me, as far as Notre Dame is concerned, by the way, they move up from number 10 now to number 7 in the top 25, and they will host South Florida. Jeff Scott. The new head coach down there right near you as well. I'm sure you've got some new South Florida yeah. gears sitting in the house as well. So
2: what do you like no, in a game like no, this?
1: It's a 2.30 start. <laughs> uh, Notre Dame, of course, uh, pretty big
2: favorite here. Yeah, I'm not wearing any USF gear, man. I, I, You're I not wearing it? I don't. I know, man. I, don't, I can't get behind USF, man. I love Jeff. Uh, I haven't talked to Jeff in a long time. You can walk in my house right now. I'd be like, dude, I'm taking you to dinner. Like, don't worry about it he could give me some USF gear, I might wear it, but I'm not going to go out of my way. Will I cheer for him? Absolutely. Am I going to go to a game? Probably not. I In my younger days, Richie, you know me, man. In right. my younger days, I had, I had a run there with some USF fans at a game. I wasn't I wearing so. their shirt. Yeah. You know, I wasn't wearing their gear. And I, I will never forget the game. It was USF Cincinnati Thursday night. I'm there with my buddy. We got free tickets, like last-minute tickets, man. I'm talking like games at eight o'clock. We got them at six. So we go to the game. Their fans were heckle. You would have thought that I was wearing something, you know, USF is the worst team in America in their student section. I was sitting like in the alumni section, like a random section wearing my team's gear. And I was, I was booed like crazy. And for some <laughs> reason I got that face to where people are coming at me. I'm like, guys, I don't, I'm, I'm here because I got a free ticket. I'm not even cheering against you. I'm here to watch a game. Like, I don't even care. And ever since then, man, I just can't get behind them. And I mean heckling, man. I had cats heckling me. Like, you would have thought, like, this is before YouTube days. You would have thought that I made a YouTube video about USF and then sat in their section. Like, that's how bad it was. Wow. Um, yeah, and it was just, I was like, what in the world is wrong with y'all, man? Like, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just here. And my buddy was wearing a Florida shirt. And I'm like, why are they coming at me? bro? like, I don't like. He's like, man, I don't know, man. It's, you, you got that face. I'm like, I guess so. <laughs> so ever since then, I don't, man, I don't, I don't cheer for USF or anything. I mean, it's I don't know what they're de- like. I still to this day it was like boggles me because it's like, I'm, I'm, I'm just, and they're like, why are you wearing? I'm like, I'm repping my team, man. Like, you're USF. Like, chill. Like, no one watches yeah. you except for you're on Thursday night eight <laughs> o'clock right now. Like, <laughs> yeah. That's, that's – what were your horses here, pal? I'm, I mean, like, bad. Like, it was, like I said, you would have thought I had a YouTube video and posted it and then sat in their stands. Like, I expected that during my YouTube days, but not just randomly because so I got a ticket two hours before kickoffs.
1: Was it as bad as you going into Columbia?
2: <laughs> no. <laughs> uh no. If I go to Columbia on game day, like I'm gonna oh, like God. somebody somebody's gonna try. Like, I'd have to go with like you with like some peeps, man. Like we'd have right. to like roll deep. Like I'd have yeah. to have like my boys with me. Like yeah, I'd have to be like, Yo, I know are we about to walk in the stadium, I'm gonna put this jacket on, It's just like put this, this wig on <laughs> Yeah, but even then the man, sumo like, I'm all, I'm I'm legit not allowed to go. But <laughs>
5: You. I'm eight-hour pre area
1: code, man, and everybody's alarm clock goes off. It is an amazing thing. Remember? I've never.
2: Okay. I remember. If where then, you're going. Do you remember? We we're in Columbia, and I I was jumping. I jumped on the the radio show uh, with Lawton Swan, or our buddy Lawton Swan does the Clemson sports talk right. down there. And then uh, Pastor Payne, Corey Miller, he had his radio show there, and I was stopping in Columbia to see mom. Um, we go to dinner, you know. And this is back in the heyday. I was like, you know, you guys, we're going to be at, you know, whatever restaurant. Come by us, hang out. Like, I got your first round. You know, I was all these Clemson fans showed up. It was great meeting people, took pictures. And I was like, if you come and hang out with us, I'll buy your first beer or your first Coke or, you know, whatever. And, um, you know, people show showing me had a good time. I go I go home. I wake up the next day. I can't believe you did that, Tom. This is unbelievable. You How do you represent Clemson this way? I'm like, part of me is like, it was so bad. I was like, man, this Clemson Tom guy's a bad guy. Like, it was, was like, how dare he? How dare he do this? And then they're like, well, what did he do? And I'm like, what did I do? And someone spray painted a paw on the cockaboos and the field at we had Willie B. And they're like, you did it. We know you're in town. I'm like, well, like, first off, no. Like, I'll make my videos. I'll make my jokes. I'll make my prank calls, but... I'm not vandalizing, like I'm not going to jail right. for for anybody, you know, for something or you know, you rob my house, I'm gonna knock you out, but um I'm not I'm not gonna spray paint a paw on the field or, or vandalize cockaboos. Like you're not worth the time, you're not worth my effort, you're not worth the no team is, you know. I right. I you know me better than most people. You know I'm not gonna go do that. Exactly. And and the whole time they're like, I had to go back on Corey's show, I had to defend me. Like people they're like, He did it, man, he's a down, he did it. And I'm like, guys, like there's cameras at the field. Roll back the footage. I'm and I'm telling you, I didn't do it. Roll back like I'll be like right here. Let's roll the footage together. I will sit whatever wow. police station you want me to sit at. Campus security, let's let's sit down over it, let's go together. And you show me where where you see me do it. And kinda of find out it's some paternity that tried to that they they try to set me up. I'm like, You idiots, there's cameras everywhere. But you know, I got ten for that one. Even even to this day, I still can't believe you spray painted the Paul. First <laughs> off, I ain't getting, I ain't spray painting nobody's field. Uh, I'm not going to go down like that. I'm not hardball, but, but yeah, that's why we can't go to Columbia. This is yeah,
1: that that's one of a few. But What's I, I tell like you, man, uh, you're, you're always welcome. And I know uh, the Godfather. By the way, he called in a couple. I, I was I, I kept looking Did at he? the board. I'm actually working in the studio here tonight. I'm given. Eugene, the night off, he's actually going to sub in tomorrow night at the uh, South Carolina High School Blitz. It's those guys and girls that we partnered up with that uh, does the belts. They actually make belts for the kids, man. Like, if you're an MVP, no you ways, get a belt. Awesome. It is phenomenal. i got to get, you, a one. get you one. What a great idea. What a
6: great idea. They're a great group. <laughs> we partnered idea. with them.
1: They cover the upstate. We cover the lower state. And then we've got a lady in the middle of the state that helps us out. So it's pretty much a, a perfect scenario. And, uh, you know, I, I want to give you a little bit of love here on this one because it was about three, four, maybe five years ago. You looked at me and you said, man, I know we kill it in college, but, dude, what you do in high school over there is something cool, man. I, I think you'll make something out of it. And I got to be honest, man, the last two years, the growth of Southern Sports Central, the numbers that we've grown leaps and bounds And I mean, even Everett Sands now does a show on Tuesday nights over here. He's the former running back coach over in South Carolina for many years over there, even with uh, Marcus Waddiborn. But we have a Friday morning show. The guy does it out of North Myrtle Beach. He's a radio guy. And then Sunday night, this guy, uh, we, we partnered with the Youth League down here, the uh, basically uh, the mm-hmm. midget leagues, if you will. Uh, he goes and sits yeah. out there all day Saturday, man. And I'm actually going to sit with him a little bit this Saturday, and we're going to do some PA, which ought to be entertaining in itself. And uh, not to mention the kids that are running with their helmets bigger than their bodies, and they're leaning backwards but running forward. Um, he does a show on Sunday night to recap it. He covers the whole state, man. So we've, we've had a lot of luck. We've had a lot of blessings. But, you know, a lot of it goes back to you and I and what you and I have done. And, and hopefully right. when you're done, you know, making these babies and uh, you're never done raising them. I just had a daughter <laughs> yesterday turned 20, man. So, uh, yeah, this oh, is man. something that's going to be forever, ever, amen. But but I'd love to we'll, – we'll, we'll talk a little bit more off the air, maybe about – maybe once a month if you can get a hall pass to do a show with me or something. But the uh, people keep asking, I keep telling them, look, He's down there doing his thing, but hopefully at some point we'll we'll figure a few hours we can get you in here and we can
2: hang out a little bit more. We can, man. I, it's typically in the evenings I'm, I might be free. You know, Caitlin's in the in the kitchen right now. We just bought a house. It's I got my own. I got like a man cave room. She allowed me to have like an area. It's nice. I love it. It's, uh, I'm sitting on I'm sitting on the couch that she allowed me to purchase on uh and a Clemson rug. Um, so it's 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 cool. It's it's weird. I'm
1: domesticated. Well, I,
2: <laughs> you are domesticated.
1: But man, I tell you what, I you know, I, I thank you for all that you've done for me personally. You and I know those stories that go way back when. Uh and, yeah, and all that you've we'll done for my, my dream right here on Southern Sports Central, man. It's been something that's been great. You've seen so many guests come in here, man. We've had a lot of great conversations with uh Travis, Chris. I mean, I could keep naming some names.
2: Never was it no those six moment. O'clock, those six o'clock shows, like going, like like no lie, going, like we had such a unique following. We had <laughs> me and Khalifa come on weekly. I mean, and how that show never took off is still beyond me. Like back in our prime, um, it's I still I like I have no clue why. And we almost did. We almost got picked up by ESPN, but that you know, personal lives got in the way of that. But even then, like, I have no clue how that, how that never did. Even, we did an internet radio show that averaged thousands of listeners every sure. single morning from, from six to eight. Yeah. <laughs> somehow we pulled some of the like eight plus guests. We had Monty Lee before he was at Clemson. We had uh, recruits co- calling into six 30, uh, you know, internationally famous Mia Khalifa calling in all the time. Uh, don't Google Mia Khalifa if you don't know her. It's okay, don't worry about it. If you do, make sure you're alone. Um, yeah, it was crazy, man. There was so so much from from that show that we had. It was it was it was like I guess it was uh, lightning in a bottle for what it was, and it was some of the best times, bro. To be honest with you. Well, well,
0: I gotta be honest. Don't know how many times made... I'm gonna
2: put you in a headlock, but. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yeah, man. that's memories, bro. That was. Memory. Yeah, we
1: did, man. But you know, those are the times, and, and and just like athletes, you know, you look back at those times and the growth and and the friendship and the conversations, and that's what we always said. If we can take the conversation of what
2: we do on the phone and put it on the air. Oh yeah. It was it was there five was times stars. I wish I wish we could go. I don't know how many times we would you would just call me like just to say what's up, and we'd yeah. just pop off for three hours. You know, and I was like, man, we should be live right now. This is like epic, right? And we, and I remember even like, all right, let's write this down. Let's talk about it tomorrow morning. And then it wouldn't flow. It, that was, that was what made it so special. Is right. We were so off the cuff and could go in any direction. And it just, it just made it, it made it special.
4: Bro.
1: We'll try to put it together, man. Eugene does a good job. He, he's able to kind of keep up. He's, he's kind of, uh, He's a special teams coach. If that tells you anything, special teams uh, players are kind of special in their own way. But Eugene does a great job here for us. He, uh, he I, I get him to run a good bit, and in fact, he's filling in tomorrow night on the show. So,
7: uh,
1: it gave me a chance to bring you back in, so you and I can have the conversation. I, I just would like to get you around a lot more, maybe once a week or, or whatever you can give us, man. I just uh, again,
7: it's,
1: you know what, man? Twenty twenty, corona. It's brought a lot of other crazy <laughs> stuff out. Why not bring you out of retirement, right? <laughs> Who knows, man? All right, buddy. Well, I'm going to go to break. Yeah, when we come back, uh, we'll, we'll have another guest in here in some time. But, man, as always, appreciate it. Congratulations on the new member of your family. I see the cooking channel down there with the wife is uh, doing great. <laughs> and I see Xander <laughs> hitting golf dead. balls and uh, not getting run over by golf carts.
2: That's right, buddy. Yeah, got to teach him young.
1: He's either going to be a good track star or be a good golf star. It's up to him what he wants to do, right?
2: Yeah. <laughs> well, daddy daddy was passing track, so who knows? <laughs>
0: All right, brother.
1: <laughs> all right, man. God bless. You, be safe, my man. Yeah, all right, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Clinton Tom dropping by for thirty minutes. Man, I tell you what, that dude right there. He and I again. When you do this job, and there's so many great hosts and co-hosts and and and, and all of that, that. That at the end of the day, I got to be honest with you, it, it is a perfect scenario when you find that one guy or or. And I've had actually Darnish Allen Jackson. She's so been in here with me for a while. And it was just a perfect conversation. Eugene and I getting in that form. You know, we get in that form. Now, COVID-19 has kind of gotten us doing more interviews than conversations. But that's okay. We, we've had to do what we had to do to get you guys, uh, you know, caught up on all the athletes and what they're doing during this downtime. So, what we're going to do now is we're going to take a little downtime. We'll take a quick break. When we come back, the bus will pick up from Orlando, Florida, and head to Atlanta, Georgia. We'll check in with Ben Moore. Over there hanging out with us on 24-7 Sports. Guys, don't go anywhere. You're listening to Southern Sports Central live right here in the Factory Sports and Fitness Training Studios in Charleston, South Carolina. Guys, don't go anywhere.
8: Three claps. We're ready tonight. Three claps. Three claps. Three claps. claps. 27 years ago, I sat in this locker room just like you guys on a knee getting ready to play a game. I walk down the locker room, it still smells the same. It takes you back real quick. One of the things that caught me was how fast 27 years goes by. There's so many people that live vicariously through you. I would give anything tonight to jump in one of these uniforms with you guys.
0: Do something I never had an opportunity to do. My father never saw me play. You play for your father tonight.
8: That feeling goes away. It goes away and it doesn't come every Friday night. It comes when you get married. It comes when your child's born. So you get it, but you just don't get it every Friday night. You're gonna miss that more than anything in the world. That's what I miss. And so you seniors that are focused on college, you're focused on your work after high school, what you're going to do next, you're focused on tomorrow, aren't you? You've got plenty of time for tomorrow. But these tonights, they're going by fast. You focus on tonight. This is about you guys. This is about the guys in this room that care about each other, that know there's only so many more of these nights left. It's about you. They're a faceless opponent. They just happen to draw the short straw tonight. Now get your asses ready to play. Win on
3: three. One, two, three. I feel that chill, smell
8: that
0: fresh-cut grass.
1: Welcome back everybody. I'm Rich Yelman here. One of the most uh one of my favorite intros to a song right there, of course, uh Kenny Chesney, The Boys of Fall. I was gonna play all of it, but it's a long song, but the intro, all oh, is the intro, short and sweet. Now, let's head over back to the of course tent farm hotlines with Ben Moore from twenty four seven sports. Ben, man, I gotta tell you, man, that intro to that song in itself is its own version, right?
3: No, no doubt about it. Get you fired up, although uh don't care. Care who you are. You ready? You're ready for Friday night and and, uh, and and get things started. Get the get the juices flowing for sure.
1: You wonder how many coaches Ben are going to have that conversation more now than ever because of the factor of COVID nineteen, Corona, whatever you want to dialect or, or, or diagnose it with. Uh, what we're going through right now because tomorrow is a hundred percent not guaranteed. We saw that in the spring sports. So even a scrimmage. Even a scrimmage, and you're seeing a lot of scrimmages happening here in the state of South Carolina, because in Georgia, by the way, y'all are heading into week three, if I'm not mistaken, In most of your schools here, we're not even into week one yet. So that being said, you know, uh, you can imagine how many coaches are are having that moment. Hey, play this down like it's your last down. I know we got four more games or whatever it is on the schedule, but this could be the final night. All it takes is a few situations, and we're having a different conversation.
3: Yeah, no no doubt about it. I I think uh, ultimately – uh, you know, the, these these times are precious. You know, the uh, the, the games, the interactions, the practices, um, you know, everything like that. You, know, you talk to, to older folks like us and, and look back and trying to impress upon uh, these 16-, 17-, 18-year-old kids and let them know, look, you know, this it, is not always the case. You know, like you mentioned, tomorrow is not promised. You don't you – know, who would have predicted a, a global pandemic, basically, when we started 2020 and a lot of folks – Looking, uh, looking back and, and saying, "Hey, you know, I got a, I got a whole year ahead of me, or I got this this ahead of me and that ahead of me." Uh, just just makes you value every single uh, every single day, and hopefully, some folks uh, get gain some perspective.
1: Now, Ben, one thing that I put out there earlier today, and I, I want to read this because I want to get it verbatim, and I want you to hear this because uh, for you guys who haven't had an opportunity, let me introduce you to a good friend of mine over in Atlanta, Georgia. His name is Ben Moore. He works for a company for you guys that play high school football. You might have heard of it, 24-7 sports. Yeah, he's a recruiter guy, all right? He's the guy that looks at your film and connects it to whoever he needs to connect it to. And he also does uh, a lot of the one-on-one stuff with a school right there in Atlanta, by the way, and that's Georgia State. But it was, a, uh, it was something that I put out there on Facebook earlier today, and it had to do with parents. Because as much as we know that you guys are looking at all of the content of a, uh, of a player – there's also the content of, uh, well, the parent. And to me, that's just as important as anything else because you can find great players anywhere, right? But you've got to find the parents that are five stars just as much as the players because you get both. It's a total package deal. So what I put on this, Ben, was parents with athletes, please read and then read again and then read one more time. It would be a shame if you were the deciding factor whether your athlete was not chosen for a scholarship. Be mindful of everything you do say, and that means on social media as well. They are definitely watching the whole package that they're recruiting. Kind of talk a little bit about that uh, post that I put up earlier today because I, I continue to see parents as, as if they're saying, do as I say, not as I do. And yet we are in a very tough time for athletes to get recruited, and all these coaches are looking for one reason to go to the next guy.
3: Yeah, there's there's no question about it. You know, the NCAA, uh, with within the last few hours, has extended uh, their dead period, basically, and no on-campus visits till January 1st. Uh, that was that was kind of a, you know something that had been mentioned in the last few months, um, and, and so kids are not able to come onto campus. Uh, so the the targets uh, that these coaches have, you know, the the pool of, of where they're looking uh, is very very small, and you know if there is something. Uh, that you know, there, there's some out, out there that maybe even or, or looking at you know potential radar. Uh, if there is baggage, which a lot of coaches kind of call it, uh, whether it's with the individual, uh, the kid basically you know doing things and saying things on social media or, or parents. You know, I, I had uh, someone tell me years ago with uh, with Lonzo Ball, of course his famous uh, famous dad made it made a name for himself uh, getting on ESPN and a variety of different things, and um, you know it, he was well known. In AAU circles and basketball circles, uh, knowing about hey um, that that kid has a lot of baggage attached to him. So hey, he may have a talented son or multiple talented sons. In the case of Levar Ball, uh, but is that a headache you want to deal with? Um, you know, we we know this isn't you know high school. This isn't you know uh, you know rec league. Uh, you know, but there are times where parents are very vocal. Uh, you know, we see that now certainly outlets like on social media and other places. Uh, where they're they're going to stay and do what they want, even criticizing their their uh, you know their coaching staff and even the kids' schools uh, where, where they're at now. So coaches are, are more uh, you know they, they are paid to to know every single thing about the kids they're recruiting, um, and they, and they will drop flat out drop a kid off their board uh, if it, if the juice really isn't worth the squeeze there. So um, especially in this in this COVID environment time we're looking at when you're not having kids on campus, not taking visits. Um, you know, the, the due diligence is, is that much uh, lasered in. And you have, you know, especially the bigger schools are going to have entire dedicated to monitoring social media, monitoring, um, you know, parents' social media, seeing what they're putting out there, uh, what kind of public message, because that's the other side too, is you're representing a university when you step foot on campus there. And uh, that's going to be donors. That's going to be alums. You know, you, you have a, a huge uh, burden that these 18- 19-year-old kids don't even know they're doing. Uh, but things certainly they, they do and say while they're on campus affects them. So the coaches really have to evaluate that
2: risk.
1: We're live right now with Ben Moore, 24-7 Sports, coming to us live all the way in Atlanta, Georgia, talking to him about all the ups and downs and all arounds of college football. Of course, uh, recruiting is always on the mind here on Southern Sports Central. It's always on the menu for sure. We will always cover it. But you mentioned COVID-19, and it is without doubt having a effect still currently with programs still having issues. You saw Georgia Southern, right? They actually had a, a very high record number of athletes that I guess tested or they were able to pull back off of the active roster. And then I just saw a tweet that you put out 57 seconds ago talking about the raging Cajuns after winning a big football game last weekend. Is it this weekend? They now have uh, – uh, a handful of guys that uh, will not be traveling to Atlanta due, maybe I guess an outbreak, if you would call it, there on campus or at least with the football team.
3: Yeah, it's tough, and it's uh, certainly we've seen it, you know, all across the country. You mentioned Georgia Southern; they were without 33 scholarship players this weekend. You only have 85 as an FBS program, so you're you're talking, uh, you know, major. Uh, major issues there. and uh, not, not all COVID related, but some were, were behavior related. And a lot of folks that I've talked to down with that program uh, say it was behavior uh, that, that, you know, was kind of outside the program. And we know um, that that could be something as simple as not following the rules or, or going to places you shouldn't. Um, you know, I know these coaches want to keep these guys in bubbles as much as possible with, but with student bodies. Uh, still on campus, you have friends you know want to go want to go see girlfriends. Players who want to go hang out with their friends, uh, doing things that way. So it's it's very very difficult. We've certainly seen some games canceled. Um, you know, FAU now, who's supposed to play Georgia Southern this weekend, um, is is having their own issues and a bunch of tests come back. Uh, you know, from what we understand from most of these conferences, Wednesday is kind of that day uh, where they're putting together their 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 travel squad for folks that are going on the road uh, to make sure see if they have. Uh, you know, tests come back uh, before they they hit the road that way. But, uh, you know, it, it's unfortunately the inevitability uh, in a lot of these college campuses where the students are intermingling there uh, where, where it is. You don't really know what you're getting week to week. Um, and uh, I think that's that's the biggest challenge is, you know, no, no coach likes distractions. But uh, certainly, as we see, you know, the week to week distractions are, are enormous right now.
1: Live right now with Ben Moore, 24-7 Sports, checking in with us from Atlanta, Georgia, as he always does, to educate us and update us on all that's happening around the college forefront. Now, the one thing that kind of got me a little bit watching the football in the state of North Carolina, and they are not allowing any fans in any stands, be it the NFL or college, and of course, they shut down that entire state high school until, of course, the spring. Now, that being said, Ben, this is having a huge effect on NC State because of the fact that they were knocked off the campus. I mean, they don't have hardly any time under their belt. So when you look at a season like this, and I get at least they're playing, but they're not charged with the time. They're just getting the experience. And if something happens and it helps propel them to an NFL draft status, in, I guess an improvement, then that's good. But when you look at it, you, you even see the Virginia, uh, Virginia Tech game that's postponed. You know, Your thoughts, just alone in the ACC, if they opened up in week one, but a lot of question marks, but it all stemmed around the lack of opportunity that they had, especially for those teams in the North Carolina part of that conference.
3: Yeah, it's difficult. Certainly we've seen it from state to state vary so wildly. Um, You've had uh, teams in the state of Georgia, teams in the state of Florida who've been practicing for weeks. Uh, Things basically have been paused, and no Appalachian State – Um, You know, just had had a – is supposed to host uh, Marshall this weekend uh, or or travel – I believe travel to Marshall, excuse me, on a CBS national game. Enormous exposure for that program. Uh, They've had their own uh, issues with folks opting out. Uh, You know, as you mentioned, practice time being limited. um, You're not really sure what you're getting week to week, and and we've seen that. um, And that's the tough part about it ultimately. You know, some of these leagues built in. You know, kind of buys and, and, and open weeks for that purpose, uh, just in case there was an outbreak, there was a you know significant number because you, you also don't want to have get a watered down product necessarily where you're you know traveling as we mentioned before with the Georgia Southern example where you're having 30 you know plus kids uh, not available for a football game either because it's not um, you know not not exactly the the integrity of the game at that point, but uh, it is very very difficult. Uh, we, we know. Uh, you know some of the states out west certainly have struggled quite a ton uh, with outbreaks and hot spots and then of course the news today with the big 10 coming out um, you know has has certainly cranked up a whole lot of opinions and and as we've seen uh, some of those areas uh, that have been affected uh, where some states can practice some other states uh, cannot they haven't been cleared yet so uh, things are going to be very very different and I think a lot of folks that I've talked to um, you know, around the southeast have just said, "Hey, look, look, let's get to game week one. Let's see if we can get through that, and then let's go to week two, and and, and kind of monitor uh, literally week to week and see if uh, if this season can continue."
0: Live
1: right now with Ben Moore from Twenty Four Seven Sports checking in with us here on Southern
3: Sports Central. He does from
1: time to time, and hopefully week to week now as the season is up and underway in college football, does a phenomenal job. I tell you what, Twenty Four Seven Sports got them a steal of a deal when they hired this guy to do what he does every single day that he gets up in the morning. Now, that being said, you mentioned the Big Ten. They actually are going to try to play a season. There are some different rules that they're going to be putting in place, and it looks like testing is going to be at the forefront, but what did you get out of this? We have our own Reginald Walker Jr. that joins us on Mondays at 630 that he breaks it down on his side because he actually played in the Big Ten over there with Penn State. He kind of had his own angle coming from a guy that lived in that conference for a few good years playing, but was this a unanimous vote? It didn't look like it. So if it wasn't a unanimous vote, how did it pass across the board? I mean, it seems messy from the day this whole thing started.
3: Yeah, yeah it, it definitely is. And, and I, I think it's one of those decisions where I, I believe the big 10 thought that others would fall in line. You know, we saw the pack 12 immediately uh, close up shop as well. Uh, when they had that and uh, you, had, you had other conferences who came out and said, hey, they were blindsided by that decision. Uh, we certainly know that the conferences are not working together and not sharing information. There were, was such a wide difference of opinions and still is. Um, but, yeah, yeah, for the league, they certainly come back from a 180, uh, from a, a viewpoint of what, where they had um, you know, just, just a strange look all the way around. You know, They came out, announced a full schedule, and then you know you have a week later basically hey we're punting on the season and we'll look back in spring. I think there was a lot of internal pressure, um, you know, from uh, not only constituents, donors, etc., uh, but I think you know just seeing you know multiple weeks happen in college football, games happening, um, you know, saying hey look these testing protocols in a lot of these places are working um, and, and you're able to to proceed with the uh, you know with uh, the season and, and you had some some cases on campus where. Uh, folks were being tested very regularly and not having very many positives. I know Jim Harbaugh was very uh, outspoken about that. James Franklin was at Penn State was very outspoken. Uh, Ryan Day as well. And I, I think you know to have a, a high level Power Five conference uh, just sit it out this season. I, it, it just more and more looked like um, that that was not a, a reasonable solution. But these decisions are made by. University presidents, not the ADs or the head coaches, and um, you know, oftentimes as well, uh, a lot of political decisions come in there as well. And uh, certainly, we saw some uh, some conversations at a very high level uh, that, that that wanted wanted Big Ten football to happen. So uh, it, it does look like it's going to happen. There are um, you know protocols and a lot of testing, um, you know, steps that needed to be done and they needed to be hammered out across the uh, across the conference. But it looks uh, for now they're going to get started. Uh, last week of October, and, and try to catch up uh, with the SEC and ACC, who uh, you know will be ACC already underway, and the SEC who will be open uh, next weekend. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll have uh, more than the 76 teams that we started with, and uh, we'll continue to uh, hopefully include the Big Ten. Have no idea if the Pac-12 pulls it together, but right now it definitely looks like they are uh, they are on indefinite pause.
1: Yeah, definitely the Pac-12 is going to be left behind, and guess what? Unfortunately for the Pac-12, they're out there on the west coast, and you and I enjoy watching football at 2:30 in the morning. Not everybody else is in the same boat, so you know it's one of those ones. where we haven't really watched them much anyway, unless it's a bowl game. So we'll 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 make it do. And uh, do you feel? And I'm just kind of curious. Before I get you out of here, I want to talk about the fun belt. And I did say fun belt because they had a lot of that this past weekend, but. Do you feel like the uh, the back twelve? Do they play a season in the spring, or do you think they're just kind of kicking the can down the road? I guess is how everybody's uh, describing certain things when it comes to football and fall and spring.
3: Yeah, I just I just wonder uh, about the you know if it's sustainable in the spring. I mean, you know, to to go out there and say, hey, player safety is a focus, uh, trying to turn around spring and, and even doing you know eight, eight to ten games in the spring and then trying to turn around and turn do twelve again um you know, in the fall, uh, just – and still look up and say player safety, I, I'm just not sure how that works, um, you know, just not to have, uh, you know, the, the rest there in between, you know, the breaks there. and uh, You know, 15 spring practices, very, very different scenario than, you know, full contact games and, and being able to load that as well. Um, and as you mentioned as well, you know, other you know guys that are sitting out looking at their NFL draft prospects, it's a big conversation in the in the Pac-12 as well. As we so know certainly you know so that Cal, Oregon uh, have guys that are draft eligible. Stanford um, you know even, even out uh, Herm Edwards at Arizona State has you know quite a few guys um, that are going to get NFL looks as well. So um, they have to make decisions um, you know certainly that that uh, look good for them, but, uh, you know, that's the other side now with the big 10 moving forward with no spring season, you run out of games to play. Uh, You you, you run out of, you know, opportunities to play. Uh, I think the biggest thing that, you know, that I take a look at is, you know, places like the state of California and Washington, they're not allowing uh, folks to practice or or participate in anything basically until January 1st. So uh, to hit, to hit that stall and that pause, Um, you know, how how far and what the cases will look like at the the first of the year. I just am not sure that spring makes a ton of sense um, unless they want to schedule, you know, some of the FCS games and they start, you know, you know, looking at big sky opponents or or folks out out west in that that neighborhood, it, just just not sure it, it works. and makes a whole lot of sense, and they could, you know, to, to your comment earlier, just kick the can uh, to next fall, 2021, and, and uh, hope they can jump in with the with the rest.
1: now, Ben Moore from 24/7 Sports catching up with us, talking all the college football conversation you can handle for 30 solid minutes here on a beautiful Wednesday rainy day here in Charleston, South carolina gonna be wet for the next couple of days here if you're a weather meteorologist just tell them to grab the umbrella and you're safe to go now that being said safe to go is a uh, is what if you are in the sunbelt conference uh then it was a great weekend as you saw the raging cajuns go into iowa state be a top 25 team number 23 iowa state that one was a big one how about arkansas state nobody saw that one coming kansas state they get dropped 35-31, but the state of Kansas took a big whip, and thank you to the guys and girls over there of the Sun Belt, and that Coastal Carolina. I mean, that 30, 38-23 wasn't even close. I really think the Waterboy got a few snaps in over there as Coastal takes down Kansas again. I mean, let's start with that game first. If you're Les Miles, you have got to be kidding me. This is a guy that won a, what, a, a, a ton of games. I think then he won a national championship at LSU. I mean, this guy is very good. But he's not any good at, of course, a place like Kansas. I mean, this is a place that he should be shining.
3: Yeah, it's tough. You know, you, you have no, uh, basically, no in-state uh, recruiting base there for less miles. So he's having to go outside and, and try to come to ju- junior college ranks. Uh, that conference, certainly the Big Twelve, you, you have to score. You have to be able to at least slow uh, other teams. But uh, you know, it, it, yeah, they they've got pounded by Coastal Carolina. They were kind of my my pick to click in the in the Sun Belt. They. They lost four games last season by a touchdown or less. Uh, had so many returning starters on both sides of the ball, um, and and uh, you know Kansas wanted uh, basically to to move up and instead of traveling uh, to Conway, South Carolina, decided to bring the, the the Chanticleers out there one more time out to Lawrence, Kansas, and uh, that game got out of a hurry in in, a, in a quickly. It was twenty eight to zero, and as you mentioned, the the final score was not indicative of the game itself. Uh, just was a mauling. Um, you know there, and and uh, it's 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 been interesting to see Kansas. You know, just really, really, you know, and it's and they've they struggled for years, quite honestly, in the Big Twelve being one of the worst Power Five teams. And uh, you know, there was a lot of folks kind of quietly behind the scenes. But why would less miles go take that job, uh, knowing um, how difficult uh, it is to lift that? that program to new heights and of course it being a basketball school first and, and football uh, second it uh, you know this is this is year two you just wonder look around uh, what he's able to compile there uh, before it just you know he, he walks away and said look this is just not going to work the, the, the structure is not in place to to win in Lawrence, Kansas.
1: Yeah no doubt about that and again now they dropped to 0-1 over there in the Big 12 and it was anything but big in the Big 12 all weekend long and anytime you lose three games to a, a, a conference, and I don't want to dog out the Sun Belt because they have earned the respect here on Southern Sports Central, but that shouldn't happen. I mean, that's just, that's just the norm. That, that shouldn't happen. That's why you brought those guys in is to get the win, right? I mean, you're going to learn sooner or later that's not Cinderella you're bringing in. That's a ball team that's used to win and playing big games and talking about teams that are getting up, getting ready for big games. That is a team that you covered, Georgia State. They didn't play last weekend, but, boy, did they get to bring in a now nationally ranked raging Cajun, Louisiana, that's a 12 o'clock ESPN 2 game. I believe the Raging Cajuns might be favored in this one coming in. That doesn't mean anything to that guy over there that coaches you guys over at Georgia State, man.
3: Yeah, no no doubt about it. Coach Elliott's ready to get started. Uh, you know, first two weeks of the season basically were canceled. At Murray State, as the opener of the FCS, pretty much has uh, shut shut its doors with a, uh, a few exceptions of programs. But, uh yeah. And when the SEC uh, conference only, they lost a road trip to Alabama. So this is week one uh, for the Panthers, even though it's uh, a few weeks in. And they, they have uh, Louisiana Raging Cajuns coming in off a huge win um, there at Iowa State. Uh, you know, certainly a banner, you know, banner weekend, as you mentioned, for the Sun Belt itself. Uh, just, you know, haymaker after haymaker landed. Um, you know, and it's, this is nothing new for folks uh, like me who get to interact with folks who cover the league. Um, you know, Troy's won at LSU. Uh, You've you had South Alabama beat Missouri. You've had, uh, you know, of course, Georgia State last year beating Tennessee. Uh, Appalachian State went and beat South Carolina and North Carolina in the same calendar year, same season, within a few weeks of each other. Um, so the Sun Belt is dangerous. They definitely have uh, skill position players and athletes in that league, and, uh, you know, I, I always say be, be wary of the noon start, uh, you know, and, and it's 11 a.m. Uh, there locally, they were there for Iowa State last weekend, well, Louisiana gets the treat to come uh, travel on the road again, come to Atlanta for an 11 a.m. local start for them, and uh, going to be very, very interesting, as you mentioned a little bit earlier, uh, Louisiana will be out with, without a few players, don't know who that is, probably won't know till, till kickoff, but uh, Georgia State's looking to... Uh, moved move to the third straight opening season opening victory, and uh, to do it at home and under uh, a limited crowd. I think they're going to have about five thousand there, uh, just season ticket holders, students, and a very very few visiting uh, fans there at the uh, at at George at Center Park Stadium, which used to be Centennial Olympic Park and Turner Field, of course, in the in the renovation. So should be a fun atmosphere uh, on Saturday. I'm just looking forward to getting it started, man, seeing college football live and in person, and then uh, right down the street, you got Central Florida, Georgia Tech. Uh, who were uh, certainly Cinderella on, on week uh, week one there as well, going into Tallahassee and knocking off the Knolls. So I uh, got two two top 25 teams in town. Uh, both Atlanta programs are, are underdogs in their games. But as you mentioned, uh, you never know week to week uh, what the underdog is going to jump up and, and bite you. So looking forward to uh, to a fun Saturday.
1: Should be a good time. And again, Coastal has now been moved because Campbell comes into Conway to play over there at Coastal Carolina. That's a 7.30 ESPN game. How about that? You got ESPN covering the Campbell Coastal game. You just gave a little bit of love there of course to the Florida Atlantic Georgia Southern. That's an ESPN game and uh, I know CBS is picking up that Appalachian State Marshall game. Let me ask you real quick team want to know they're known for doing things that they're doing but Marshall we are Marshall. They are Marshall and they are going to be ready for a team like App State. What is your thought on that? That that, that game right there with App State bringing in uh, as much manpower as you've seen in a while.
3: Yeah, two two brands. You know, that certainly we've we've seen uh, in the last few years and you know, the, the uh, Appalachian State certainly the um the top of the Sun Belt has been the gold standard, uh one won ten games, ten games plus basically each of the last few years. Uh, you know, turned turned to FBS in and, and, uh I believe two thousand fifteen and just came in and dominated the Sun Belt since uh recruiting all over the southeast, coming into Georgia grabbing kids in Metro Atlanta and really uh, winning at a high level and uh, just impressive. You know they've they've turned coaches over. You've had you know, certainly Coach Satterfield has moved on to Louisville. Um, you know you, you've had Eli Drinkowicz go up to Missouri. Now they have Sean Clark, who is a homegrown guy, uh, guy that uh, came up through Appalachian State. So uh, he's going to go and have a have a tough task on his, on his hands with Doc Holiday there in Marshall. We know uh, they've got some guys as well. They had a huge Week One win. I uh, watched about up until about halftime of that game and uh, they were just running away, uh, looking, looking great um, with, a, uh, a, I believe, a true freshman quarterback. So it uh, will be fun to watch and, and seeing that uh, you know, what, what, you know, what the result is in that game. But a, a primetime opportunity on CBS, uh, and I think the nation o- overall is, is getting a taste of the Sun Belt while uh, the SEC kind of sits, sits and gets, gets prepared. So a huge opportunity for all these group of five schools to get the exposure that they, quite honestly, would never get uh, wouldn't be on primetime ESPN or ESPN two or CBS uh, nationally. So uh, hopefully these uh, these programs can take advantage of it, play well, and, uh, and and certainly can build for the future.
6: Well, as
1: always, Ben Moore twenty four seven sports joined us here now live. Ben, we greatly appreciate all that you bring to the table. How do they find? you? How do they keep up with you, buddy?
3: Absolutely, yeah. Come find me on, on social media channels. Of ben Moore at twenty four seven, and uh, we are looking forward to a. To a great weekend, man. It's uh, it's great to talk football with you as always, and uh, looking forward to a to a big week and as more and more uh, programs play their first game and, and a few that have played a couple. So, uh, looking forward to uh, to continuing to rock and roll, and uh, just uh, ho- hope you and your listeners uh, enjoy the enjoy the football this weekend. It starts starts tomorrow night.
1: No doubt about it, Ben. God bless. Stay safe, and we will see you hopefully next week to recap all the fun stuff that's happening around, not just the APL and the Sun Belt around the rest of the country, buddy. Take care.
3: Sounds great, man. You too.
1: All right, guys. Okay, let's go to break. We're up against it. We're going to take a couple minutes here. get a few things ironed out here on the network. Coming up next, guess who is going to join me here on Southern Sports Central? The professor. Oh, that guy. He starts his own show last Sunday. He deserves to be on show Wednesday. And, of course, you can find him live right here on Southern Sports Central on the network on Sunday nights from 6 to 9 at the, of course, the SC. Sunday Showcase Sports Show with the professor, Clinton Robinson Sr., guys. Let's take a quick break. We come back. We'll get him. We'll get a lot more going on as you're listening to Southern Sports Central here live on Southern Sports Central, the network. Don't go anywhere, guys. More right after this. Welcome back, everybody. Hour one is in the books, man. I gotta get used to that one there because it is eight o'clock on a beautiful Wednesday evening. Cool and collect here on Southern Sports Center. I'm Richie Alban coming to you live from the Factory Sports and Fitness Training Studios in Charleston, South Carolina. Of course, we want to thank Clemson Tom that joined us at the top of the hour. At seven o'clock, he joined us all the way from Orlando, Florida. Then at 7:30, Ben Moore from 24-7 Sports and the ATL. He decided he would hang out with us for a little while, and now, well, I got to give him some intro. I got to give him some love when the professor comes in the house and uh, uh, blesses us with his presence. It's only it's only right to bring him in with a little bit of uh, intro music. And we're live right now with the man, the myth, and a legend of his own right there. Of course, you can hear him on Sunday night right here on Southern Sports Central, the network. He carries the SC Sunday Showcase. That's the professor, Clinton Robinson, Sr., my brother from another mother. What's the word on a beautiful Wednesday night, my man? What's up? Clinton, you got anybody? Time to catch up with Clinton Robinson Sr. Clinton, are you there, buddy? He may have his microphone bleep there. We'll uh, try to catch in with him here in just a few. Uh, Always a good time to catch up with him. Again, there are so many great shows. There are so many great shows that you can hear live uh, on the network, of course, as uh, we're always Excited to uh, bring it to you live here on Southern Sports Central. Of course, last night, Everett Sands, I thought, did a great job uh, putting it all together for us here on uh, the West Foundation Sports Show. He had on an opera singer, a current NFL football player. He also had on uh, a partner of his. They own a few Zaxby's, I believe, up in Columbia. I believe that's where it's at. He also had on some uh, young ladies that were talking about scholarships, and it's not just for those athletes. So that's the thing on this show. You're always going to get educated. You're always going to be entertained, and I can promise you it's something that you will be uh, glad that you uh, had the opportunity to join and be a part of. Let's see if we can get in here with Clinton Robinson Sr. He is, of course, a host on a Sunday night show. Clinton, you got it, buddy?
0: Hey, there you go. There we go. We're going to put it together
1: there, my man. Now it's live, and now we got you, me for the next 20 to 25 minutes, brother. I was giving you some love, and, and nobody, I don't, they couldn't hear you. But, uh, of course, you run the South Carolina Sunday Showcase, known also as the SE Sunday Showcase over here on the network on Sunday nights from 6 to 9, where, of course, uh, you right. do your thing in big ways. And I got to tell you, man, Sunday night for your debut, man, you slapped that thing across the fence or threw a touchdown from the
6: other side <laughs> of the end <laughs> zone. I appreciate it, man. I appreciate the opportunity and everything, and all the love you guys have shown so far. It's been excellent. It's been a heck of a ride.
1: Now, of course, uh, you bring in with you uh, a, a great group of guys and girls. I'm not sure if you got a few ladies that do what you do at Voice Sports, man. Tell us a little bit about the the, the whole nucleus of, uh, of of the big man up there in Maryland that does his live stuff on Facebook to what you do here in the Carolinas, specifically in South Carolina.
6: That's right. Well, Voice Sports is um, doing our youth consistently everywhere. Um, it's been around for about the last 10 years. There's 37 of us across the United States right now. Um, South Carolina, we just happened to uh, bump into each other uh, via Facebook, talking to a mutual friend, and um, it, it just it kind of got blessed from there. Um, getting with uh, Mr. Matthews up there, Wayne Matthews, up in maryland he gave me a call he ran down some things to me i have called a few games before and was doing voiceovers for uh facebook promos at the time when he called me up and said hey i got a great opportunity for you uh what do you think about youth sports down there and that was right up my alley because i've been coaching for about nine or ten years now on the youth level and always felt that uh South Carolina has gotten some shine, but Charleston itself, it wasn't getting the shine it deserved. And I believe that South Carolina, Charleston, of course, has ballers too. So it became a no-brainer to go out there and um, just try to bring that same hype and get the nation all around the United States to to see what we actually have down here too. So it was a no-brainer to put that together. We're
1: live right now with a guy that is part of the family here on Southern Sports Central, the network. That is, of course, as he does his own show on Sunday nights right here on the network at Sunday 6 to 9. You can find him and the SE Sunday Showcase airing for three solid hours recapping all of the South Carolina Youth Football Association action from the day before. Now I know this weekend you and I are going to actually team up and we're going to head out over to uh, North Charleston. We'll talk about that there in just a little bit, but, man, you know, you've got that voice, by the way, and i got to give you credit where credit's due that's very distinct, and and it's one that, of course, catches your ear as you're maybe walking down the aisle over at the local grocery store, but definitely listening to what you did on Sunday night, I thought to myself, man, I tell you, if God didn't show me some love, he sure did, but in the day you and I were able to cross paths and, of course, finding out that we're actually – Going to get to know each other a little bit more, other than here on this show. We're actually going to be doing Friday Night Football together.
6: That's right. That's right. That was definitely a blessing. I think um, I can't even remember how we got together. I remember getting a phone call from Dale Springs and uh, him telling me that, hey, you ever interested in announcing? I said, of course. You know, that's, that's kind of one of the things I would, that was always my passion. Uh, he knew about the voice sports, it was getting over Facebook, it was getting a lot of love all over uh, with doing voice sports. And I had just started voice sports probably about three months ago. And it just happened to whirlwind to get all over the media, social media. Um, And I'm guessing that he showed a few people at Fort Dorchester, the videos and whatnot. And it was, uh, it was all straight uphill, up uh, downhill, excuse me, downhill from there, because then I bumped into a, a Richie Altman, who gave me a phone call, reached out to me with like no hesitation. Uh that was definitely a blessing. Having those conversations and getting to know one another and getting a feel for one another was uh was a great was a great outlook. Um you just can't just throw us in the booth together and say, hey you two get along. It wasn't even like that. You reached out uh right. I even showed up at one of my sh- one of my events and it was hey it, we we clicked on since there so now we could be there. NWO's NWO Sports Radio now.
7: No
1: doubt,
6: man. And I tell you what, I'm looking forward
1: to, to getting over there uh, this weekend. If you guys want to run into Voice Sports and Southern Sports Central together as one, which anywhere this man right here goes, he wears multiple flags uh, on, the, uh, on the air, no matter where he's at. He's almost becoming a NASCAR driver. He's going to have to start selling sponsorship on a jumpsuit. <laughs> but, you know, he does an incredible job. And the kids know him, they love him, and and that was, again, a no-brainer to bring him into our family. And not only do we get him, we get Wayne up there in Maryland, and I look forward to having him on the show hopefully real soon. I know uh, we'll jump on with you from time to time on Sunday nights, but, you know, uh, when you get into that and now you have multiple outlooks, and by the way, I I got him to jump on the world of uh, Twitter uh, just last week, Mm -hmm. so he's growing (laughs) right in front of our eyes, man. Uh, what would it have been like uh, to, to know that you've got so many different avenues, be it social media, be it here on the radio, be it there on, on the Facebook lives that you guys do over at Voice Sports, you know, uh, to be able to help, like you say. And that's what we do here on Southern Sports Central is promote the kids. We do it for the kids. And that's why we have decided to take our businesses and make them together as one.
6: That's right. I think the, the key word you said, it was a no-brainer. Um, It was a little overwhelming at first because it was something that I hadn't, you know, I thought about, but really never dove into head first Um, with, with speaking with you, Wayne, uh, Sean Bennett. That's another voice sports reporter. You guys are, are really inspiring. You don't give a push. You give words of encouragement and things like that. So it made it a lot easier to be able to sit down and think about the conversations that we've had and, You know, just think to myself, well, listen, if this is what you love to do, it's kind of easier to speak about it, right? First you learn something, then you can speak on it, and then before you know it, you're just giving out what you already do. In youth football, that's just one of the things I do. From coaching to now talking about it, it's just like me and you, just kicking back talking sports. It just makes it a lot easier. Now I'll just give out the information to everybody.
1: Yeah, and I think that's the thing. We give you a platform here to go on top of the platform that you got with Wayne and those guys at Voice Sports, and, and you do an incredible job. And now here we go, kind of segue a little bit to you and I on Friday nights, and uh, that was uh, the kick too, man. We actually spent a good bit of Saturday together over at the media days at Fort Dorchester where, of course, uh, the professor, myself, and Eddie Tilly will be the three-headed monster bringing you Friday night lights over with the fort, and that will be – as advertised and not only can you hear us you can watch it how dangerous is that to see these three mugs on your tv screen uh coming to you at <laughs> seven o'clock in the airtime and seven thirty is the kickoff and there's actually something else i don't know whether or not you heard but there's a billboard with us three coming up soon two billboards over <laughs> north charleston that you and i and eddie will be on top of uh the world looking down on north charleston
6: how's that going to be have you heard about that yet Actually, no, I haven't, and I it's it's I, I think it's a it's a blessing. At the end of the day, I know we we laugh about it, and we joke about it. You and I always have those conversations, um, but at the end of the day, it, it's, it's just truly a blessing to be able to do this type of thing, uh, bringing this to Fort Dorchester. I believe we're one of the first to bring the live commentating on the sidelines in this area. I know for a fact, I've never seen it or you know games being shown live, so. I'm just really excited to be down there on the sidelines.
1: Now, Clinton, when you look at this thing, and what's one of the things, you know, because you've done a lot of different things. I know you've coached a ton. You've had a lot of success on the sideline as a coach, but now you're going to be on the sideline as a reporter, a guy that's going to be able to have to feel off of a coach like Coach LaPrade, who has been around a long time. He's one of the icons and legends here in the state of South Carolina. Not only is he the head football coach, he's also the athletic director What's one of the things that you're most excited about when it comes to your new job on Friday nights in the next four hours, as each Friday night is going to bring you a new team and uh, a new opportunity?
6: I think just the learning, just the learning, being down there and feeling the excitement. Um, if you ever, and I'm pretty sure you have, seen Fort Dorchester football players enter the field, that is itself electrifying. Um, the way they come out, the way they come off the bus, the way the bus is rocking, they come down underneath the tunnel. I just think it's electrifying. I've seen it plenty of times via Facebook and on TV and all that stuff, but now I get to be down there live in action. Um, I was I was fortunate enough to work with uh, Coach Leprad or under him, at River Oaks Middle School a couple years ago. So I kind of – I don't know him that well as far as him being a general on the field, but I think it's going to be – I think it's going to be – it's like me looking up to a superstar being over there on the sidelines and watching him work. And I hope I don't forget what I'm supposed to be doing because I'm I'm too busy watching him (laughs) and how he maneuvers. (laughs) Yeah, that's the thing. And
1: I I had a blessing and opportunity –
6: Clinton to work with uh,
1: many coaches in my time of doing this and I started the same spot that you actually going to be down there on the sideline and it's one of the very important roles on a Friday night because you're the first guy to speak to the coach you're talking to him at halftime so hopefully things are going right and then you're the final conversation that uh, that we get from the head coach as he walks off the field with uh, Miss Beth his wife and uh, heads out to the car to go back home but you know, knowing when to ask him, what to ask him, and, and, and to have that, that one or two question that kind of segues a, a, a probably about a 45 second, a minute and a half that you're going to get with him.
6: Right, right. I think this, uh, that is probably one of the most um, not really difficult things, but it's just one of those things that y- you want to make sure you ask the right questions. You want to make sure that you're going about it the right way, professionalism. uh and like you said, you, we hope it goes. It's going the right way, because if not, I'm pretty sure we know uh, Coach LaPrade, he, It might be a, a closer to a 30 second, if it's not going the way he seems that it should go. But I think um, either way, it, it'll be exciting. It'll be adventurous, and it's just gonna be. It's just gonna be a fun time.
1: We're live right now with one of our own family members. That is Professor Clinton Robinson Sr. He's also the host of his own show on Sunday nights right here on Southern Sports Central, the network. As he comes at you at uh, 6 to 9 on the SC Sunday Showcase, he is recapping all the action from the day before, of course, with the South Carolina Youth Football Association. As we will be actually on Saturday, Afternoon and into the evening, we'll be down at Danny Jones. Now, Danny Jones has been around a long time. They've put out a ton of talent, and I mean a ton. One of those guys, of course, uh, has been on the show that played for the Gamecocks, went in to play, in a course, uh, for uh, multiple teams in the NFL, and that is Jarrell King. Now, you remember Mr. King joined us here. Uh, a couple of different times, but they put out much more than just Darrell. There's been so many big names that have come through that big-time program that's as old as some would say possibly the history of Somerville and the high school and the success that they've had. So when we go there on Saturday night, what do we expect? And uh, kind of pre-talk a little bit about the teams that we're going to be covering on the games uh, because there's not one, not two, but three different age groups that are going to be playing over there once the ball finally gets kicked in the air.
6: That's right. Uh, the two teams that's going to be playing for the uh, Saturday Night Lights is going to be the North Charleston Raiders versus the Somerville Swamp Fox. Now, as you know, last week we just saw the Somerville Swamp Fox. So, hey, they get game of the week two times, two times in a row. So that's kind of exciting. Um, I did see them play, very disciplined team, led by Gary Birdsong over there. Uh, they, have, they have their stuff together. It's a young, talented team. And they're smash mouth. Now, they're going against the NC Raiders, which Coach Anton, the AD over there, he he is always competitive. No matter what happens, he doesn't break his stride. He can probably get in there and run. And I've talked to him multiple times, four or five plays, and he will run those same four or five until you stop it. And I know it sounds intermediate. It sounds just elementary. But it's football. If it's working, Right? If, it, if it's not broke, don't fix it. So I think Saturday is going to be a really exciting game, so much so that usually the rotation goes 8U, 10U, then 12U. Well, they changed it up this week. This week it goes 8U, 12U, and 10U, and that's because North Charleston Raiders are actually ranked number one in the state. So that's going to be real interesting and real exciting for us to get up there and see the number one team. Let's see if, if, if what everybody's saying is true, because a lot of times I just saw them in, in preseason and uh, a couple of showcases, and they, they are the real deal, but does that follow over into the regular season? And hopefully they pull that win over the Swamp Fox, Or hey, You never know. It could be the upset of a very, very long season this early, Make a very long season if the Swamp Fox come in there and take it over. Yeah, no doubt
1: about it. Of course, you can find myself and that man right there, the professor, of course, with uh, Boys Sports, as well as Southern Sports Central and his show. That is the SC Sunday Showcase. We'll all be in attendance on a beautiful, hopefully dry Saturday evening down there in (laughs) North Charleston at Danny Jones. There is a small fee to get in. We ask that you bring your mask. We ask that you really show respect to the rules and regulations in the stadium that you visit. Now that also contains you guys on Friday nights, Thursday nights, or anytime that you're in a stadium and it's like going to somebody else's house. When you're at their house, you follow their rules and you pay the respect that's supposed to be giving to that individual. Uh, I would say event that you're attending, because I'm telling you if this thing is not handled correctly, it will have an effect in the wrong direction. So right now, We're moving forward. We're playing games. We're having fun. And, well, we're making memories. But if you don't do what you're supposed to do, it's going to be a different conversation on this radio show the day after that. So that being said, of course, uh, Professor, we greatly appreciate you, man. We're glad to have you, part of the family. I'm looking forward to kicking it with you on Friday nights and hanging out with you this Saturday. And, of course, I know Saturday early, I haven't heard the cancellation of this yet, over at Ashley Ridge, if you're in the low country, you can check out a jamboree between the B teams and the JV squads, I believe, in Dorchester County. So, you can check out Somerville, mm-hmm. Ashley Ridge, and Fort Dorchester. So, if you don't have anything to do on Saturday morning, I suggest you get up and head over that way. Now, here's another kicker for you. Friday night, the Berkeley Jamboree is happening. So, you need to get the information on that because I know there's a ton of Berkeley County schools, along with Coach Scott Durham, that's a big-time supporter here on our show. He's going to be checking in with us there and uh, hopefully, he'll check in with us uh, on uh, Monday night to recap the action from Friday night. But a lot of great teams are going to be playing over there. Goose Creek, Stratford, Kane Bay, Berkeley, and Andrews. And I'm not sure if there's a few other teams that are going to be battling out uh, come Friday night. But this is the time of year where you're going to see a few jamborees. You're going to see a lot of scrimmages, but you're going to get to at least, see some football being played. And I got to be honest with you guys, you treat every game like it's the only game, even if you're just a fan because, uh, well, it's the last game, not an only game, but it's the last game because you don't know what tomorrow brings. And we are doing all that we can to speed up, speed up, speed up, because in a week from this Friday is the kickoff here in the state of South Carolina, to high school football. But we just got to get to that start date. And we feel pretty good that we can continue moving forward. But it does take all of us to follow the rules to stay socially distanced, to respect each other's space. And I'm going to be honest with you, Professor. man, we've been up in too many people's spaces for way too long anyways, man. We needed to be backing up anyway. So this is just a chance to reset. <laughs> yeah,
6: I, th- I think you're definitely right. I think given respect to these high schools and these players and what these guys want to accomplish, um, I kind of look more towards the seniors. You know, we know what it's like to have your senior year and want to go out there and go all out and be able to show what you have, show your talent off one last time if that's what it's going to be. So I totally agree with you about giving these high schools and these programs the respect that they deserve, follow their rules, bring a mask with you. We, we understand that they're not always comfortable to have on for a certain length of time. You've you got to take it off when you eat. And you just try to be respectful, like you said, to the programs and, and adhere to the rules the best of your abilities, adhere to the rules. No doubt
1: about it, brother. Real quick before we go, how do they find you? How do they follow you? And uh, give yourself some love on all the different platforms that you'll be standing on here coming up in just a few weeks, as well as every single day in a way as you continue to do the big things over there with the youth.
6: There you go. Well, hey, you can follow me on Facebook at Clinton Robinson Senior. Um, I've been I've been re- I've been reviewing a few uh, friend requests, but for the most part, I'm open. I'm open to uh, to uh, accept. Also on Instagram, you can follow me at the Professor at Voice Sports. Um, pretty much, those the two. I'm sorry on Twitter at Professor Voice Sports. Um, Voice Sports itself, you can follow that page. You can find out everything that's going on uh, left and right, up from the East Coast, North, South, East, and West. You can find out what's going on. Nine times out of ten, Fort Dorchester High School will be promoting off of there, off of their page. Um, follow us on Friday nights at every single game. Every single game will be live, commentated. Saturday nights, game of the week, the SCYFL, the SEC division down here in Charleston, will be there. All right with Southern Sports Central, getting it on. Me and my buddy, the NWO of Sports Radio, Mr. Richie Alvin. Well,
1: brother, it's going to be a great time. I greatly appreciate your time tonight. I know you're an early bird, so I'll get you back to your business over there at the house, man. I look forward to seeing you. Hopefully, uh, if not tomorrow, I'll see you over the weekend over at Danny Jones. If not, till then, stay safe and God bless, and we'll talk soon, bud.
6: God bless. Appreciate it, Ron.
1: All right, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. That is the professor, Clinton Robinson Sr. You can find him right here on Southern Sports Central on Sunday nights from 6 to 9. He does his show, the SE Sunday Showcase. They recap all the action from the young men. that grind it out on a Saturday, and that, of course, is at the South Carolina Youth Football Association group of guys. And girls, because the girls are uh, playing a few of those out there on the football field. Of course, the cheerleaders are shaking the pom poms and cheering on their teams throughout the days. And I got to be honest, it is an enjoyable way to spend your Saturday. And of course, it is all for a great cause. And I want to thank Jay Williams and all of the other coaches, commissioners, and anybody and everybody who's got their hands in that league over there because it is, without doubt, a blast to be reckoned with. We got to take a quick break. And I believe. We take the bus from North Charleston. Now we're going to head over to Well Branch. That's down there in the lower part of the Lowcountry. First up, coming out of break, Richard Parker. He is a wide receiver. He's a defensive back. He is the class of 21, and he will be right here, right out of this break. Don't go anywhere, guys. (laughs) Welcome back, everybody. I'm Rich Yalvin. This is Southern Sports Central, coming out of the Southern Sports Central Network. Of course, at the Factory Sports and Fitness Training Studios here in Charleston, South Carolina, on a Wednesday night, the 16th day of September, almost a week away from kickoff. And why not bring in some studs, bring in some dogs, all the way down from Well Branch? And with that, I bring in a big man all the way, wide receiver, defensive back. He is a class of 21 Richard Parker. What's up, Mr. Richard? How's life down at Well Branch?
4: Um, it's good. It's, it's good. It's, it's now, a nice now, time. Now,
1: let me ask you this question, buddy. It's been raining up here in the upper side of the low country. You guys are down there in the lower part of the low country, man. Did you guys uh, you take it on the inside, or were you able to utilize that beautiful, brand-new field that you guys got
4: rewarded from all that hard work last year? We ain't use it yet. We practice on the um, on the regular grass with a little bit of drizzle, a little bit of drizzle. So y'all were able
1: to be outside today, huh? Yes, sir. Nice, man. So let's 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 get into the biz, man. I told you last night we had a chance to catch up, and I want to thank your family, your coaches, and your mentor for putting this all together because it takes an army, a village, to uh, the the village to raise all you young studs down there in uh, that side of the world. That being said, uh, check in with me, man. Let me know the height, the weight. Uh, Tell us a little bit about
4: yourself. Okay. Um, I'm 5'7". I'm 150 pounds. Um, I I love to play football. I run track. I wrestle. My GPA is a 4.5. Nice. I like to stay focused.
1: I guess you do it at 4.5 GPA. I mean, if you ain't focused and you got a GPA at 4.5, my God, watch out. Don't let him get focused. Because he's, he's going to be focused all the way to Yale or Harvard or, or Howard or wherever you want to go, young man. I got to be honest with you, man. I just want to talk about his 4.5, and we're not talking about his track speed. We're talking about his, his uh, grade point average. That's impressive. Uh, let's let's we'll talk, we'll talk to the academics in just a minute. Let's stay on the football field and in the training room now. COVID-19 came in and, boy, did it shut everything down in Beaufort County, this county, that county, and every county across the country. That's one thing we all had in common that we couldn't move. But because you, you have uh, your, your five-star trainer down there, your five-star mentor, Mr. Danzler down there, you guys kept pushing, you kept grinding, you kept working together with other schools and other guys socially distanced, by the way. Let's throw that in there. But tell me a little bit, man, uh, you look like you're feeling great shape. Your numbers are definitely there. I talked to one of your coaches earlier today, and uh, nothing but high praises for you in the way that you stayed in shape and didn't have to be like some of your guys and get in shape. What did you do to stay in shape?
4: Um, I just – I ran a lot. I, I did – I worked on my footwork. I lifted weights. Um, yeah, I just kept grinding. Now, how
1: cool is it? And and I tell these kids up here on this side of the world, and I tell everybody this, uh, you know, I get you had to work out with some guys that maybe would be a competitor on a Friday night, but this gave us a chance. And the good Lord came in and said, look, we're all dealing with the same thing. We're all going under the same situations. Let's work together to get better together. And you're doing that with not only Well Branch, you also got some guys from Buford and uh, one of those young men, by the way, I had on the show, uh, Mr. Daryl DePass, and Ena Smalls has been in here as well. How awesome is it to work with guys outside of your everyday workout to get you better, to grind together, to know that at the end of it all, you guys have the same goal, just a different team to get there?
4: Um, I love it, man. Those are my brothers, man. Um, we we grew up together, and competing with them is just making us better. Uh, we both getting better at the same time.
1: Now, of course, you get to play wide receiver and defensive back. The young man I had come in here, he's actually the class of 23, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, How how much fun do you guys go at each other as the defensive back? But have you had the chance to play that wide receiver there with with him being on the other side? Of course, you know, I'm I'm talking about Mr. DePass, who's a a very good
4: DB as well. Not in a real game, but, like, training, me and him be going at it sometimes.
1: We're live right now, hanging out on the campus virtually over at Well Branch. This is our first visit, by the way. We appreciate the staff over at Well Branch, the coaching staff, the principals, and all those who allowed this interview to take place tonight with Richard Parker, class of 21. I can give you all the numbers, but here's a number if you're listening out there, 4.5. We ain't talking speed, which he's got that. We're talking grade point average. Man, that right there alone is very amazing in multiple ways. You to be as good as you are on the football field and be even better on the classroom, man, I got to tell you, man, they're doing something right down there on that side of the world. Uh, Tell me a little bit about Well Branch. Who is Well Branch? What is Well Branch about on a Friday night, man? What makes you guys so much different than everybody else, not only down there in the low country or that side of the low country, but across the state
4: of South Carolina? Um, We defeat adversity. No matter how how hard things get, we go through it. We don't stop.
1: I like that answer. That's a great answer. Now, that being said, you were challenged throughout the entire summer, and you were given a million reasons to stop. But that one reason to stop going or are, are continue to move forward in the right direction there, Richard, was a state championship. That's still, by the way, on the opportunity to put on a mantle over there at your school or in the trophy case. When you guys finally made it back to campus, when you guys finally got there and it was you and uh, your teammate that's going to be joining me next here, Joseph Hicks, when you guys finally made it back to campus, what was it like when you walked out on that, that field, had that conversation? Because I think that side as well as like Dorchester County, you guys were the final two counties that got a chance to finally get back with your team.
4: It was a relief. I just really wanted to get back on the field. I didn't want my season to be short.
7: Now, of
1: course, your class of twenty-one. So this is your senior season now. We know you bought out last year, which is why this year is kind of uh, the signature on the paper that you wrote last year. College-wise, uh, are you looking at anybody? Is anybody looking at you? What kind of conversations are you having?
4: And and give me
1: sign kind of an outlook if uh, if you had to make a decision today, do you have a, a way you're leaning? Um,
4: I'm looking at Coastal Carolina, um, Clemson. South Carolina, South Carolina State, um, College of Charleston, Myrtle um, Beach. Now you mentioned the college. Of, now you, you mentioned
1: College of Charleston. We'll talk about that here in a little bit because I like that. they, of course, aren't playing football on, on Saturdays, Thursdays, or any days. But they, of course, uh, wouldn't be a bad time for them to start. As I used to say that about Coastal back in the day. What are you looking at majoring? What, what, is, what is the degree that you're looking to go and, and grab and put that piece of paper on the wall that never? quit giving back to you, and that, of course, is a degree.
4: Physical therapy.
1: Physical therapy, and that's also something that doesn't ever quit giving back. Thanks to guys like you and me and other athletes or former athletes, you know, we're always looking. I mean, I'm 42, man. I haven't played college ball in a long time, back in the early 2000s and late 90s, and I still deal with injuries that I got back in uh, multiple days back when, man. So uh, that being said, uh, what's the game plan for you going into this year, man? What's some of the goals that you've put in place? that you want to accomplish going into week one. And tell me who you guys are playing in week one, by the way.
4: Week one, we're playing St. John's. And um, my thing, plan is, is – that is St.
1: John's the, up here in Charleston?
4: Yes, sir. Are you guys going to
1: host them this year? Yes, sir. Nice. Right, so you're going to guys see open up at home week one. So if you're down there at Well Branch, check it out. Brand new field, phenomenal facility. With studs and dogs all over the field, and I'm telling you what, Whale Branch went second round last year into the playoffs, and you got to go to three, if not four, which I think that would get you into the state championship game, and that's always the goal. Now, tell me, and I didn't mean to cut you off there, Richard, but what are a couple of goals before I get you out
4: of here and bring in your teammates? Um, just stay focused. I'm, I'm trying to make, at, I'm trying to score at least one time. I'm I'm going to get multiple hits. I'm going to hit hard, get multiple tackles, and just keep my team hype and ready.
1: We're live right now, wrapping up the interview with Richard. One, he graduates this year from Well Branch. He'll be getting that, of course, uh, high school diploma before he heads off to college and get that piece of paper that will continue to give back. And I tell athletes all the time, Richard, that football—and I know you hate to hear this part—but it has an expiration date, brother. But when, not if, but when you go to college and when you get that degree, not only are you going to be the happiest fella on a stage, mom or grandma and everybody else is going to be the happiest watching you receive that goal because they feel like they achieved that goal just as much as you did, young man. But i got to tell you, 4.5, I ain't telling you nothing, you haven't heard before, man. Thanks for tonight. I appreciate the conversation. As I told you uh, last night, this is going to be an ongoing interview because we're going to check in with you every week. We'll have you guys call in, tell us about your game. And we look forward to talking to you, uh, not next week, but the week after as you guys are going to call in and give us a quick recap of uh, how well you guys did. We'll speak that into existence as well, young man. But thanks for the time tonight. We wish you the best of luck and we look forward to getting to know you a little bit more. But the final question, you knew this was coming. Tell me something about you that nobody else knows and that can't be anything to do with football or sports. What's something about Mr. Richard Parker? that you like to do when you're not playing football?
4: Um, Let us see. Dang. Well, I'm not playing football. That's a hard question. <laughs> yeah. That nobody
1: else knows? Well, I mean, anybody can know. It's something that I don't okay. know. How about that? We'll make it simple for you. Something I don't know that you like to do, other than play sports, what's something else about Richard Parker that you like to do in your free time, buddy?
4: I like to laugh with my friends
7: up.
1: Hang out. hey, ain't nothing like that, man, because there's enough stress on the test, and that game called football will bring a lot of that, man. So we do appreciate you, man. Hey, keep those grades up. We're going to continue this conversation in a couple weeks. But well, God bless you, your family. Thank your, uh, your, your family for letting you come in here tonight. You did a great job, man. I don't know how many radio interviews you've done, but you killed this one, man. You did a great job, and I can't wait to talk to you in a couple weeks. Yeah, thank you. Always a pleasure, ladies and gentlemen. Like that, we'll say so long, farewell to Richard Parker, class of 21. He's got a 4.5 GPA. He plays wide receiver. He plays DB, and uh, he can get it done in the classroom, on the football field. And I got to tell you, I bet he's a five-star young man in the community as well. Well, here comes another five-star cat. This kid, Joseph Hicks. He is an athlete. This young man is uh, eager ready to make his impression in the class of uh, 22, He graduates, actually, not this year, but next year. So, the junior season is the biggest season. We say this to young athletes all the time. And like that, I'll say, good evening, Mr. Hicks. How's life down there at Well Branch on a Wednesday night?
5: Uh, How you doing? Everything's good. Everything's going well. Everything's going
1: well. So, you guys practice. You heard the interview there with your teammate, Richard Parker, who uh, I thought did a great job as well. And I know you're going to finish us up here and uh, do another amazing job. But, uh, when you look at this season, and you and I, of course, uh, and I'm trying to put it all together here, have you made it any camps? Did you get a chance to go to camps through the summertime, even though you guys couldn't practice together as a team? I know
5: we had the Infinity Camp. We had the, uh, of course, Carolina Experience Camp. Did you have a chance? You kind of cut out on me there. My uh, service kind of bad. But yeah, we went to a, a couple camps. Went to a few camps. Um, you know, did a lot of training. Okay, I'm to a couple. Hello?
1: Hi, right, guys. We're we're back here. Had a little bit of difficulties here. Got a little bit of weather outside here and uh, outside the studio, so it had a little bit of uh, mishap there. I do apologize to Joseph Hicks. Joseph joining us all the way from Well Branch. Uh, Joseph, when you look at it, we didn't. I, I don't know if we had a chance to hear uh, your response there, but uh, were you able to go to any of these camps that were out there in the communities around the Carolinas?
5: Yes, sir. We went to uh, Infernity County with the Carolina sports. We went to a lot of camps this summer.
1: Now, I'm pretty sure you and I actually shook hands at Ben Lippin at that Infinity Camp. That was the first one that I got a chance to go to. It was the hottest day I had felt all summer long, and never did I ever feel another hot day like that day. And if I'm not mistaken, you were at the Carolina Experience Camp in Charlotte uh, not far after that. Is that correct? Yes, sir. So tell me a little bit about that because uh, I I know you had a chance to take advantage of those camps and and get out and work out and, you know, not have to rely on some of the things there in in your backyard. And, again, you've got a a mentor there and and Coach Dantzler that a lot of guys don't have that opportunity. And this man, I think he can probably run as fast as most of you guys after uh, watching how he handles all of you guys. And that being said, what what did you take the most out of the affinity camp? Uh, after you left Ben Lippin, and I want to ask you to also comment. What did you take with you to the Carolina Experience camp that you wanted to learn and get better from the first camp that you went to?
5: Well, first of all, it was a it was a lot of competition out there. I like the competition out there. You know, it was eye opening to see how other people, you know, competing with you. How you you know you gotta work hard. But you know, my first camp. Well, it wasn't my first camp, but the first camp, definitely, you know, it was a few things I had to work on, of course, you know, staying low, you know, getting my short, choppy steps right. And when we went to go train, you know, Coach Densley is a good mentor, excellent one. Uh, we went to go train with him. You know, I was working on how I run, Is, is um, expanding my stride a little bit more when I run, you know, gain more speed and all of that. So, And I took it to the next camp, and I feel like I – Improved on it a lot.
1: We're live right now with Joseph Hicks, who not only went to one camp that we saw him at, he went to two. He went to the Infinity Camp at Ben Lippin. He then took his, uh, I would say, talent over the border into North Carolina to Charlotte, where we got to see him grind it out once again at the Carolina Experience Camp. Now, that being said, what part of that, uh, I guess group did you get into because as an athlete, that means you can play anywhere. But where's your specialty? Where do they? Where do we find you on a Friday night, Mr. Hicks? When it comes to the lineup, where do they put you as far as the offense, defense, and position?
5: Right now, I'm starting at linebacker, and I'm starting at running back right now. Uh, but you know, you guys doing a lot I'm of down. double up
1: there down there in uh, Well Branch? Are they oh. using you both on offense and defense a good bit? Yes,
5: yes, sir, a lot.
1: <laughs> so you're either chasing the rock or carrying the rock man uh, and i've always found sure. it interesting because when i was in high school i was a quarterback and then when i went off to school you know i was moved over to the other side of the ball so for me to be able to watch the quarterback but being the quarterback i kind of knew what he was thinking as a linebacker do you do you find yourself doing that watching the running back's eyes maybe watching his feet watching his hips see if he's going to cheat a little bit
5: of course, and you know, being a linebacker, being a running back first, you know, you got to see the holes. So me with a running back mindset at linebacker, I could see, you know, the holes, the gaps and stuff, you know, where to go to. So if I see, you know, a little gap opening, the ball is moving towards that, we already you know to shoot through that gap. I play running back; you're supposed to find the gap and go through it. So it's a big advantage knowing both sides of the ball.
1: We're live right now with a linebacker, a running back all in one. He is a class of 22. Joseph Hicks joining us now live from Well Branch High School. And these guys not only ball out on the football field, they grind it out and kill it in the classroom, man. Let's talk a little bit about that classroom setting. Uh, You know, right now, of course, you're coming into your junior season. You're in your junior season, by the way. And, And I try to get you guys in this class to really understand that it's very important to show out on the football field. But you got to make sure you're capitalizing in the classroom. Tell me about your classroom performance, man. Uh, what's your favorite subject, and uh, what are you hoping to kind of lean into as you start to make that decision for the next four years once you graduate
5: high school in a couple of years? So my, my my favorite subject, my favorite subject right now is probably science, math and science. So my GPA right now is a three point eight, and after school I'm gonna, I to I want to be a mechanical engineer. You know, of course, if I don't go to NFL or play in college football, I want to go to college and get a degree in mechanical engineering.
6: Oh, no. We
1: don't talk that up here on this show, my man. We are definitely going to say when you're done playing in NFL, uh, we'll speak it into existence on this show, yeah. you're then going to become great. a mechanical engineer. I, that, <laughs> that sounds a little bit better, and I, I got you, man. I like. I understand what you're going with, man, but we're all about positive you over here. And, uh, you know, I got to tell you, man, I've seen some of your films. I've talked to some of your coaches. I've talked to your mentor down there, who also was one of your coaches. Man, I got to tell you, man, you got what it takes. But the best advice I'm going to give you, young man, is no is not an option, and everything's an opportunity. Okay. So what I mean by that is when you're looking at these colleges, there's a couple of things I want you to look at. Number one, it's got to have your degree. It doesn't do any good if they don't have mechanical engineers, because if you're going to go and all they do is, you know. I don't know, sports broadcast, and that means you're going to be sitting by me in a few years. And that's okay, but that's not the goal for you. Number two, when you pick your colleges out, think about it this way. Is this a place I can live once I graduate college? Why do I say that? Well, because you've been here for four years. You grew up from a boy to a grown man, and you spent a lot of money in this town, and your parents have spent a lot of money in this town raising you through your college experience that, trust and believe me, They'll get back to you. They're the first one that's going to hire you. So as you start to look at it, and I'm going to encourage you to do this, and you're actually going to send me your top five, and you got today's Wednesday. I'm going to give you until Friday afternoon. Send me your top five schools that you're looking at and make sure they have that mechanical engineering as well. That's got to be a big deal because I'm going to be researching it. But you got to have a top five. And your first one or two can be dream schools, wherever that may be. And then you need to have two schools that you know that's kinda where you feel like you fit in the most. And then you gotta have that fifth school. That fifth school is that one that you know you can get in. But don't cut yourself short. But you gotta have a plan, to work a plan
4: to make it. Right? Yes, sir.
1: And that's the biggest thing I tell young folks all the time. If you wait till your senior year and then you're trying to figure it out, brother, you're way missing that boat, man. That'd be like trying to trying to come in in the fourth quarter and, and, and pick up 30 points to win the football game. You need to be up by 30, not behind 30. But uh, I, I look forward to it, man. Again, I watched some of your huddle. I've seen some of your other films. Uh, you know, I know uh, Coach Kachi uh, thinks the world of you. He's a big DB coach. You know, I know you guys worked on with him some over at the Carolina Experience, and I know I believe you guys are doing a lot of stuff with seven-on-seven seven stuff as well. So you guys get a lot of opportunities to work with a lot of great coaches, you know, how blessed do you feel down there, man, at Well Branch that you have a guy that throws you in a van and takes you wherever you want to go to be better today than you were yesterday, man. Tell me a little bit about this group of guys that you and some girls I think that work out with you guys. And not only what you do in your your day to day operations, but what you guys are doing in your community uh as you serve the community as much as you serve yourself.
5: Uh I'm I'm very blessed. Very blessed, you know. I wasn't when I, was, when I was young. I wasn't expecting football. You know, I wasn't expecting to go this far. And Coach Dennis, our mentor, you know, he just pushed us to another level. You know, with the training, like almost every day, we we train, uh, community service, any event, be for need to help. with, you know, it, they, they would call him, and we had to be out there because it's, it's our city, it's our town. But, you know, it's a very humble, humbling thing, you know, and I really appreciate him for that. You know, he pushes us to new levels and all of that. So, I'm very blessed.
1: Live right now, wrapping up an interview with Joseph Higgs, class of 22. He's coming in his junior season right now, and they are looking to get it going here as uh, they'll be playing in week one at a team over on Johns Island will be coming down to debut on a beautiful field. Man, how excited were you when you walked over and saw that field for the first time? Did they let you walk on it at least and, and kind of touch it to make sure it was real?
5: I haven't walked on it You know, some of my teammates, you know, they went before it was finished. You know, they walked on it. Well, I just looked at it from a view. And you very know, it's very beautiful. You know? I, I love it. I love it.
1: Before I get you out of here, man, let me ask you two questions. Number one, what goals do you have coming into this year that you hope to accomplish by the end of your junior season?
5: But first of all, I want to get my name out there. You know, I want, I, want, I want to be noticed. I want a lot of people, you know, to see me perform. You know, of course, I want a title at the end of the season. You know, I don't want to go home rarely. But I want at least, I, I want at least, you know, thousand, almost two thousand rushing yards. And you know, of course, I'm gonna do my thing on defense. So you know, tackles, you know, they gonna come in. I got, I, I, mainly. Mainly at the title, that's my number one focus, you know, we got to go in there for we got to go in there knowing that it's ours and it's ours to give up. So that's, that's really what I want.
1: Well, the final thing I want to ask you this one, Joe, before I send you back to relaxing, which, by the way, thank you guys both for coming in tonight. Y'all had practice tonight. We're getting almost a week away from kickoff. And I tell you, that sounds like music to my ears. I can't wait to hear the report on Saturday when you guys uh, wrap up your game on Friday night and I'll have – uh, your mentor, uh, Coach Danzler, is going to be sending that to me uh, via cell phone throughout the night. I'm pretty sure I'll get a lot of updates throughout uh, my broadcast as I do uh, the uh, the voice of the Fort Orchester Patriots. But that being said, tell me something about Mr. Joseph Hicks. What do you do when you're not playing football, man? What's something that you really enjoy stepping away from the game for a minute to ease your
5: mind? What is that special thing that you like to do? Um I'm a, I'm kind of heavy on the gaming. I like to play, you know, games. I'm, I'm a big gamer. I feel like I like to play my, I like to play my little sports games, my 2K, my Madden, and all of that stuff. So, yeah. Hey man, sometimes
1: yeah. checking into one thing and checking out of another thing. Nothing wrong with that. You guys put them headsets on and you go into virtual world of that. and I think that's a great thing. And I do want to tell you this. I look forward to watching you grow this year, young man, and your exposure as much as you need, as much as you want, is right here on Southern Sports Central. I want to invite you in any time. You don't need an invitation because we got a chair with your name on it right here. You just come sit down and let's talk football, man. Again, if you see us live on the air, any of my shows right here on Southern Sports Central, pick up that phone and call in. Let's talk football, man. And We can talk about anything you want to, but I would love the opportunity to continue to help get those who've never met you get the chance to meet you for the first, second, third, or fourth time, my man. You did a great job tonight. I appreciate you and your teammate, Richard Parker. I wish you and all of Well Branch a phenomenal season. You guys are working hard, grinding hard, and that's why you made it to the second round of the playoffs last year. That's why you got a brand-new football field this year, and now you got to pay the piper, brother. You got to pay for that field, so let's get out there and get us the state championship. How about it?
5: Yes, sir. I appreciate you for having me. Thank you.
1: Dog. So, Always a pleasure, young man. Enjoy the rest of the night. We'll talk to you soon. You too. All right, guys, there you go. We will pull up the bus and we'll take it up to the upstate of Greenville, Spartanburg area, where Jed Blackwell will be joining us next. He, of course, works with the Spartanburg Herald Journal. Don't go anywhere. We'll check in with him in just a few, guys. Coming up, our number three. Man, it doesn't take time. Welcome back, everybody. Hour two is in the books. Here comes hour three, and we start off in style. We got one of the great ones that does one of the best jobs at covering not only high school sports, any sport. He's been doing it for a long time, and he does, without doubt, set the standards high, and that is Mr. Jed Blackwell coming to us all the way from the upstate of South Carolina over there in Sparkle City, Spartanburg, South Carolina. He, of course, is with the Spartanburg Herald-Journal. Uh, what's going on, Mr. Jed? How's life in the upstate?
9: Man, finishing up a little bit of football preview, getting ready for a huge jamboree Friday
2: night and,
9: and the season's closing in, and I'm I'm hoping we we'll get there. <laughs> I'm uh, getting a little more <laughs> optimistic by the day.
1: Man, I got to tell you, man, and, and, and I saw that they moved the jamboree, if I'm not mistaken, into the Gaffney uh, Stadium. They, they call it Uh, The reservation. Is that what it's called? The reservation up there when they talk about the facility over there?
9: Yeah. Yeah, that's it.
1: What was the reasoning for them to take it from where it's been? And kind of give us some history on this big jamboree because I know there's a lot of big names that are going to be involved in this.
9: Well, it's brand new, actually. Um, It was going to be at Broome. They moved it uh, because of some facility concerns with seating a few more people out. Royal Stadium at Broome is is huge itself, but this was going to. I think gives the teams an opportunity to, to stay a little bit further apart on their way in and on their way out. Um, it's a neat tambourine in that it's put on by the district two football officials and they're raising money to provide a fifth official at sub varsity games, middle school in particular, at no cost to the school. They're going to pay the the fifth official for those games out of what they raise. Um, Get some officials, some more experience. Get the kids used to seeing fifth guy on the field. Um, so it's a pretty neat idea. McDonald's is signed on as a sponsor for them up here, uh, McDonald's of Duncan um, specifically, and just some great matchups. I mean, Friday night is the Upper State Finals redone. It's Dorman Clover and, and Gaffney Burns. Just, just tremendous matchups.
6: We're live
1: right now with Jed Blackwell. He's hanging out with us all the way up in. Spartanburg, South Carolina, or at least somewhere up in the confines as he covers all the high school sports up in the upstate with the Spartanburg-Herald Journal. And they got a big one coming up this weekend as a jamboree is going to take taking place. I, I talked to Ken Brown. He's, of course, our partner over here. Uh, he comes in with the South Carolina High School Blitz, and I know he was excited about getting over that way as well. But what what is it about the upstate? It, it just seems like football – when you get to the upstate, there is a little bit of difference from what you see on the Grand Strand and what you see in the low country. You kind of break down what do you see the differences and why is, there seems to be uh, a little bit of a difference between upstate and the lower state.
9: Now, I've never been really able to put my finger on it, um, especially in our areas. Uh, my market is uh, Spartanburg, County, Greenville, Spartanburg County, Cherokee County, Union County. Um, and I've never been able to really put my finger on it. It's got a lot to do with a lot of things, uh, the dedication to it. Um, one thing that can't be overlooked is that we are small districts. Even Cherokee County, which is a, a one-county district, and Union County, which is a one-county district, there's two schools in Cherokee. There's one school in Union. There, there are one, one or two schools per district in Spartanburg in our seven districts. And I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that there's more local control and there's more things that can be committed to football, and it's not a, well, we can't do for one without doing for the others that you face in a huge district like Orly County, like Greenville County, um, like Charleston County. They can't necessarily do some of the things that a single district or a two-school district can do. We also have very active booster clubs up here. Uh, They're... (laughs) There are places where the coach can send a text and anything he needs for the program he's got within a couple of hours. Um, they're that good at raising money and marshalling support and raising not just capital but other things, tangible things, that like we need six cases of Gatorade, and you'll have that in 20 minutes. Um, the communities really buy into everything up here, and I think that's got a lot to do with it. We're
1: live right now hanging out with Jed Blackwell. He's one of the best in the business when it comes to uh, covering the high school stuff, and he does it all up there in the upstate. Of course, uh, you can catch him over there at the Spartanburg Herald Journal, or hopefully we're going to be able to work a deal to get him here week to week to catch up and be our guy when it comes to reporting all the upstate stuff. they got a lot of big dogs up there doing big things, and, of course, uh, that's not uncommon. I mean, it seems like Dorman is back on the door beating – down the competition there, of course, I know they scrimmaged uh, Greenville the other night, is what I heard. Uh, Gaffney, wow, no surprise. These guys are going to be big as well. And then, of course, you got Byrne. They're always in that conversation. But uh, let's start with the 5A. and We'll work our way down to 1A. In the upstate, who are you watching this year? Jed, is there going to be any surprises in 5A football this year coming up?
9: I honestly don't think so, uh, especially with the, with the truncated schedule with realignment. I think things are going to go pretty standard. You mentioned the big names, the Gaffneys of the world, Burns, Dorman. Gaffney's got a kid, Tyrion Ingram Dawkins, who Dan Jones told us the other night, he he doesn't know if he's ever had as athletic a kid at 300 pounds as this kid is. He is the number one recruit in the state. He Mm -hmm. is as high as the number four defensive lineman in the country. Um, by some services, and he, he's got it narrowed down, I think, to North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia, and Tennessee. He hasn't announced yet he'll be, do- he'll be doing that soon. He's the linchpin, but they've got some good guys on the back end. They've got a couple of good linebackers. Uh, offensively, they bring back Andre Lindsey, with threw 3,000 yards and 25 touchdowns last year. They've added Kobe Pesor from Shelby in North Carolina. He, he decided that he's coming down here to play in the – fall instead of playing in the spring, so his family moved just over the state line into the Gaffney attendance area and he's going to Gaffney now. And boy, that's what Lindsay needed was another fast, big, agile <laughs> <actual laughs> target shot <laughs> Um, Dorman's got fifteen, twenty guys back, I think, off, off last year's squad. Um usual suspects there. They just they just reload. Burns has got a, a really, really good offensive line back. The only surprise I think you might see, um, Mark Hodges, his first year at Spartanburg, moved from Chapman where they went 15-0 last year, and I think he's going to do well at Spartanburg. But that Spartanburg-Burns game is basically a playoff game in week one. Because if you lose that one, then you've got to have Dorman beat the winner. Then you've got to go beat Dorman. Or and hope for a tie. Or failing that, you got to have some help from Riverside or Wade Hampton. Let me tell you what's not coming: help from Riverside or Wade Hampton. So you've got you lose control of your destiny immediately if you lose that first game, and somebody's going to lose it a week from tomorrow or a week from Friday. We're going to be talking about how big of an uphill struggle it is for Burns or or Spartanburg to make the playoffs. That's going to be – the only surprises I see is, is how intense the very first games out of the box are going to be. I agree
1: with you because down here in the low country, put this one on the calendar to look at sometime late Friday night or early Saturday morning is that Berkeley taking on uh, Goose Creek. I mean, right there, to me, that's the winner-take-all type of trophy there. I mean, I get Wanda right. pretty good, and they've had some good – actually their best season maybe in a long time at eight and four, eight and three during the regular season. And then they've got strapper over there. And of course they've got cane Bay, but Berkeley goose Creek, man, they have done an incredible job of continuing to reload over there, but to, for these two teams to be facing, uh, you know, each other and, and then goose Creek, well, they win this game. Are they going to come in playing against Fort Dorchester on the higher? They're going to come limping in this thing, playing goose Creek on, I mean, playing uh, Fort four on the low when it comes to goose Creek. So, you know, I think Berkeley's got a better stick on the uh, second game. But uh, it, it's kind of interesting, Jed, how they put some of these matchups, you know. And I want to stick to that Spartanburg conversation. I've seen Spartanburg firsthand because for about 11 or 12 years, I was over at Somerville covering this stuff uh, on TV and radio. And Spartanburg would seem like it every year. We would play, at you know, play these guys somewhere, somehow, the seven on the seven, 7-on-7. And then, of course, we played, uh, when I was over there, uh, Spartanburg, Two, three years ago, I think they came into town, actually, and always right. are, are battlers. Uh, were you shocked to see the coaching change, though, to see this guy leave a program where he had built it up, as I guess, as high as it could go? You wouldn't say championship. Now, suddenly he's taking his talent over to Spartanburg in one of the legacy programs in the upstate and across the state of South Carolina.
9: I, I wasn't really surprised. He's a Bram guy. He, he went to Bram High. Um, he'd been an assistant at Spartanburg. It was it was no great secret that he, he might eventually want to get back there. I'm not sure that anyone anywhere else would have turned his head at that time. But to be honest, in a profession where your retirement is based on your highest three years, you're never going to be hotter than 15-0 and, and coming off your second state championship and third appearance in four years. Never. So you got to. You, you gotta go. if they offer, if if they're if they're backing the truck up, you gotta go. Um so I, I wasn't really shocked. I thought I I thought that I would see Coach Hodge at Spartanburg one day. Um and I wasn't really shocked at the timing of it.
1: We're live right now with Jed Blackwell from the Spartanburg Herald Journal, hanging out with us all the way in Spartanburg, South Carolina, to the low country. We connect the dots here talking about five A football. Uh, and uh, final thing before we go to four A real quick, no little John's on the schedule over there. At Gaffney, I mean that's kind of a common household name. When you talk Gaffney, you got to
9: mention no. little John. Anybody There's coming up? There's a couple, AJ and um, Rashawn, um, and I I don't know. I, I'm going to date myself here a little bit. Bradshaw, <laughs> little John, and is one of the best. He's one of the best players I've ever seen. He he was just right. unbelievable. And when I saw brashawn's name looking at the roster today, I'm actually finishing up some preview stuff, and I scrolled past that name and it stopped me because it looks like Bradshaw. I was like, Oh, I wonder if that's, I wonder if that might be his kid. I wonder because it, it's, I'm old enough where it's time for me to start covering some sons of, of some fathers I covered, and that's, uh, that's a startling <laughs> realization when you look at that. <laughs>
1: Well, man, you've done an incredible job since it feels like day one, and I've, uh, you know, I've had a chance. We've run into each other up in Columbia, I believe, at the at the championship game this past year. Yeah. We had a chance to say hello, and it's always an honor. And I want to say this before I I forget. I really appreciate you welcoming into this circle of broadcasting and of journalism. Uh, I don't write, and that's why I speak. That's why I do this part of it because I'm no good at your job. No way in the world I could do what y'all do, but just to have the guys like you allow me to be in the conversations with y'all. And for you to come on my show, I want you to know it's a feather in my cap, Jed. It means the world to me because you are one of the pioneers, and I don't mean that any other way but respectfully. Because the guys like you, guys like me, have a chance to keep pushing and and getting into this business the way that we are.
9: Well, I I sure appreciate it. And I I want you to know that I felt the same way about Steve Sanders and Barry Byers and those guys before me. So there has been a lot of pioneers before I had anything to do with it but I sure appreciate the compliment. Thank you. Yes, sir, my pleasure.
1: Now, there is – and we're going to go to the 4A real quick here in a second, but there is a coach over in the Rock Hill area that, that a coach decided that he would hire a little, John. Is that is that one of Gaffney's former players now over there on the catch, I think, uh, with uh, Coach Holloman over there coaching?
5: Who, 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 what's, his, what's his name? i have to –
1: yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll look it up while I, I get you to break down some 4A stuff for me, so
5: I'm going to I'm okay. gonna do some quick
1: research. I just remember seeing the name Holloman come up through the world, and I think he does recruiting stuff over there for him, but uh, I'll go back and look while you answer this question with 4A now looking a lot different because the team that won 4A is now in 3A, and that's Wren. Right. They're going to continue to get better no matter what region or what division or wherever they're playing, but now that there's been some shift in alignment, tell me a little bit more about the 4A and what does it look like coming out? Because I've had a chance to talk to a lot of the Greenville guys, and they got some running backs, some defensive backs. They seem to have a loaded team, but there's some other teams around the state that, uh, in the upstate, that seem like they are loaded up pretty heavy too in
9: 4A. Well, up here, I think Greenville is going to be where it is. I think it starts with the Red Raiders. They were kind of, I think, a year ahead of schedule last year with as good as they were. And then, you know, they ran into that buzzsaw and ran, but a lot of people are going to do that. I don't actually cover uh, any 4A schools on a day-to-day basis anymore. Uh, We've had a merger with uh, the Greenville News, the Anderson Independent Mail, and those guys have taken my Greer coverage, which is – makes sense, makes geographic sense, especially for them to be covering the stuff over there. Um, but in keeping up with it, it it's just – 4A has always been such a beast back when it was originally 3A. You know, it, everything old is new again when you look at all these uh, different regions. But that, that region that was eventually – what was originally rather the 3A region – or three A classification where you have got your pickings, your your e leads, um that that type of of team, those teams historically has always been so wide open. Um, that's all of a sudden. Region two four A is suddenly a fantastic region. You've got East Side's playing really well. Marshall Skolak a the quarterback there. You've got Greenwood. You've got Greenwood coming in dropping down from five A. You've got Greer as usual. You've got Lawrence dropping down from five A. All of a sudden. The past few years, if I'm being honest, Region 2-4-A has not been great. Now it's Murderer's Row. That's one of the biggest changes to me is how good Region 2-4-A is going to be.
1: You know, the fun part of watching, and again, with uh, these guys not being able to practice, uh, you know, with their normal teams yet, these guys have had to go to the Infinity Camp in Atlanta or the one that they had there in Columbia, of course, over – at uh, at one of the schools. And then there was the other camp that you saw uh, in the Charlotte area with the Carolina Experience that had a lot of the guys around. But the one thing that I think it did is it highlighted, I think the date is October 17th, where Malden will play Greenville. And I hope they open up the stands and do whatever they got to do because that game will possibly be one of the biggest sellout games in the upstate all year long. I don't know if you've heard the chatter going back between the players but it's good chatter. I mean, it's, it's all in good fun. Yeah. But, man, i got to be honest. These guys grinded and battled at this camp in Atlanta, at the Affinity Camp, and they brought that excitement back into the state of South Carolina. And that game alone is a game that I know is heavy on a lot of hearts.
9: Yeah, I know they're really excited about that one. Um, good players on both sides of the ball. You look at the, the rivals' top recruit list for the state. Greenville's got a guy on there. Malden will have. Um, I think Malden's guys are – a couple of underclassmen, but there, yeah, there's some, there's some serious, serious talent. Andre Goodman, uh, the quarterback from Greenville, is unbelievable. I think Greg Porter does a completely unheralded job. Why people don't talk about what he does all the time just escapes me. I think he's one of the best coaches in the state. Um, he, he's going to have Greenville. Really ready this year. I'm anxious to see what Malden is going to do under their new leadership. Um, we mentioned Mark Hodge, we been Chapman, Harry Capen. is better now. Uh, he was he's been at Malden, and they you know they authored that stunning upset in the first round last year over Ohana. Um Gave them a little bounce going into the off season. I, I'm with you. I think that's going to be a great game.
1: We're live right now with Jed Blackwell, one of the best in the biz when it comes to covering high
2: school sports. He
1: does it all over there at Spartanburg-Herald Journal. Tonight he's with us here on Southern Sports. Central. We hope to get him in here on a regular basis as we're breaking down the 5, the 4, the 3. And now we'll look at the 1s and the 2s But because i got to be honest with you, when you think about the days where I grew up, I'm 42, Friday Night Lights was the thing, man. Town shut down all around, and if you weren't in the stadium, that meant you were in your room because you were in restrict. You were on restriction, right? I mean, that was just the way it worked out growing right. up. They still have that charm in one A and two A football there, Jed. I mean, you saw it last year with multiple programs. I mean, uh, the two A, if I'm not mistaken, had a, a had a team uh, in Saluda playing a, another team in the lower state that had the largest crowd. In the history, from what I understand, I don't I don't have the facts in front of me, but what I've been told, of amount of fans show up. And it was a 2A football game, but that's what they do in 2A football. Tell us a little bit about the 2A, and you can tie it into 1A as far as some of the teams to look out for, and your thoughts on how, I think, underrated some of these programs really are just because of their classifications.
9: Well, I think you hit on it there. It, it, what it is with 1A and 2A football is – my little town is better than your little town, and these 11 guys are going to show you. And, and that's what that's what happens on Friday nights, and, and you're right. Everybody's there. It, it, it's still an event. I grew up, I, I cut my teeth. Well, I grew up at a 2A school. I went to 2A school. I, I cut my teeth in the journalism business covering a 2A school in Region 8 2A at the time. I, I was the beat writer for Lawrence for a couple of years. So I've seen 2A stadiums all around the state, and you won't find very much better football. I mean, yes, there are bigger recruits. Yes, there, there there's a higher level of things that surround the game. But as far as football, 1A and 2A can hold their own with anybody. Uh, that said, um, there's a couple programs in my area that I think are going to be really good this year. Blacksburg, um, under first-year head coach Jet Turner up there, he's been, uh, you know, you, you talk about, option football wing football in the state. Jet Turner's name it might as well be the definition. He he won a state championship at Clover, um, played for Upper State at Ware Shoals, runs a double wing. And he's transitioning into that with them, uh, with a B back named Jeremiah Foster, who is right at six one and two fifteen ish. He's a big dude. Boy, he he's gonna make it go. He's their leader on defense too. They've got some athletes at other places. I think they're going to be good, and they're going to battle, in my opinion, for that region title with Chesney. Uh, Clay Lewis came down from High Brighton High School in North Carolina last year, uh, brought the option attack with him. I think they run the wing bone. Um, he's got five senior offensive linemen, and that's so, so important. First, into a football. Second, when that's the thing that you run. Those guys have been in it a year. They know what they're doing. They've got some talent in the backfield, but, God, it all starts up front, and they're just going to lean on you and grind the clock. They played Chapman better last year than a lot of 3A playoff teams played Chapman. Uh, held them to 35. I think it was 35-7. And I know that's a, a four-score win, but when you look at what Chapman did to a lot of people last year, 35-7, I think a lot of folks would take it. Um, I'm looking for really big things out of Chesney, really big things out of Blacksburg. Of course, Abbeville's is still going to be there. I'm anxious to see what Saluda does, losing Noah Bell and some of those other guys. I don't know if they can defend the title or not. I'm, I'm certain that they're going to give it a good effort. Um, but it's, it, it's a really, really good area up this way for some of those two-way matchups, uh, especially when you get the... Delving into some of these little towns that that are that do kind of wear it on their sleeve and are out to prove how tough they are Friday in and Friday out, it's a good thing to see.
1: We're live right now with the one and only. He's one of the best. He is the best in the biz when it comes to Jed Blackwell. Covered it for Spartanburg Herald Journal. Hanging out with us here on Southern Sports Central for just a few more minutes. You did you say Lawrence was the team that you cut your teeth with? Loris up in
9: Myrtle Beach. <laughs> Yep, uh, yep, 30 miles from Myrtle Beach. I went to Coastal. Um, and went to Coastal. Okay. Start, started working for the North Myrtle Beach Times, and, and they had a paper in Loris, so I covered Loris. And when I was hired away by the Loris scene, I covered Loris some more. But it, it was fun. <laughs> I wouldn't take anything for those years. And, I'd move, I, man, I'd move back to more 30 miles from the beach, are you kidding me? That's great. great.
0: That was-
1: I don't know if you know or not, but I grew up in Surfside Beach, South Carolina. Maybe that's how oh, we wow. click as well as we do. I went to Soccer I graduated back in 1997 under, of uh, course, uh, back then it was Mark Roach was my baseball coach. Coach Gold was my football coach. They had all come over from, from Sumter. There was a situation. We'll leave that over there. I won't get into that part. <laughs> but uh, Coach, <laughs> you know, Coach Renfro was yep. my head baseball coach from my seventh grade year. I played varsity seventh grade year, eighth grade year. Ninth grade year, and then 10th grade, he became just the athletic director and brought in everybody over from that uh, that, that Sumter School band. But uh, the Lures team, I tell you what, man, they had a pretty good run last year, if I'm not mistaken, or maybe I think it was last year they had an upset or, or something to that effect. I know, I know Ainer's another team up there that doesn't get the love, and then Greenfield yeah, Floyd,
9: I, I they've been
1: really good, yeah. but that guy's hanging out down here in, uh, in uh, West Ashley.
9: Yeah, Ayner had a great run last year. Ayner actually gave Dylan their first reaching uh, loss in something like seven years last year. Um, and yeah, Greenslee's, Greenslee's been really good the past couple of years. What he was able to do with that program has been pretty incredible.
1: And they got some dogs down there, buddy. I know we make fun yeah. of uh, of that view, that, uh, that, that great interview. I love Coach Bennett, by the way. He's a big-time supporter <laughs> of the show. Comes on a regular basis, but He's right, man. He, you know, you know, he needs more dogs than has got dogs, man. Those cats, you know, they work on the farms and uh, cut grass for fun, man. That's what they do, and then they go out and play football Absolutely. and and baseball. So that's those are the kind of guys that uh, that you want on your team, anyway. Right. You know,
6: I mean, Absolutely. at the end of the
1: day, you know, I I can't say enough. But the guy that I did do my research while you were talking, it is Donald Little John. He says in Miler Creek's on his headlines over there on his on his deal. He works over there. At South Point, he's one of the coaches at South Point. But does the Little John Legacy? Does it live in Mallard Creek as well?
9: I don't know, and and I don't know uh, that coach. I don't believe now. Donnie Little John at Gaffney, uh, their offensive coordinator, is the only coach that I cover who owns the Jacobs blocking trophy. (laughs) He. Donnie Littlejohn does not have to buy a ham biscuit in in Greenland County. He, he it's close to Furman, and those people over there love him. He he was a he was an outstanding offensive lineman for the Paladins, and he's uh he he's one of the good ones. He he's one of my favorite guys to cover. We're live right
1: now, wrapping up the final question for Mr. Jed Blackwell. He covers it all for the Spartanburg Herald Journal. Jed, hopefully I can get you in here on a regular basis if time permits, and you don't have. A midnight situation, and that means that you got to put an article out quick because there's a lot of football. And I do appreciate your time tonight because I know it's very valuable, especially right now. And who would have thought that? Because you were looking for something to write about three weeks ago. Right. Now that being true said, story, it, <laughs> true story. You were covering marble racing, uh, <laughs> underwater basket weaving, and cornhole. So now that we're in the football That's season, it. we're doing it all. But just real quick, and and, and I cut. Co- I actually I took a, an opportunity to now work under. Uh, after being at Somerville, I got the chance now to go over to Fort Dorchester and work with Steve LaPrat and, and, and a great group of friends and family over here. And, and we're doing TV. You know, you're going to see a lot of opportunities here. And a lot of people taking advantage of uh, getting proactive and making an opportunity for their fans to hear, see, or do whatever they can to put that football game in front of them. But, but is there anybody in your mind, because you're, you're the bias guy, you're upstate, Anybody you think can knock out uh, Dutch Fork and Coach Knox? Man, I know they lost their quarterback. Which, by the way, the guy they got now just got a, an offer to play football and baseball at Clemson. So that's kind of a stinger. They do have a high end on the field, but he's a freshman. But is anybody close to getting to over there at Dutch Fork? Just your thoughts from uh, what you do and cover.
9: I, I think Dormer Gaffney the one can get them. I mean, you look at you look at last year's game, and but for one play. Dorman beat them everywhere with the school board. I think that Dorman and Gaffney are both more than capable uh, of challenging this year. I, I seriously do. Um, now, challenging isn't getting it done, but I, I think that both of those teams will have something to say about it. And in a, in a kind of a spoiler role, Burns. Burns. Burns is a good team, too. And, look, I want to tell you this. This is one man's revolutionary opinion. Without – uh, Jalen Lane going down with cramps, and without Omar Khan from Dortmund making an incredible pressure kick, I don't know that Clover didn't beat that sport last year. Mm. Just honestly, I would like I would have liked to have seen Jalen High and Jalen Lane on the same field. I would I would have, I, I, would have paid, I would have paid ten dollars for
0: that. <laughs> yeah. but
9: i can tell you one thing uh,
1: you and me and everybody knew in that Dorman game when oh it went back left it looked like a uh steven garcia throwing it to alshon jeffries in the corner because yeah. everybody in that press box where you and me were watching it we were throwing up that money sign because there it went up in the air and into yeah. the end zone and they won that game and it was uh, they got all they could yeah. out of Dorman, but uh, i'm just glad we're talking football i'm glad you're safe i hope your family is continuing to do well and, Jed, again, man, it means a lot. Thanks for letting me be a part of this circle, being a part of this big fraternity. And, and, and for what you guys do, man, it, it's been an honor. I watch you and Phil Cornblue and, you know, I'm naming big names here. Uh, you know, we lost one of the big guys down here in uh, Ted Burns. Uh, he died in a car accident in yeah. December. He was kind of my, he was my mentor who uh, brought me in and taught me a lot of things on the radio side of life. And uh, God called him home a month, almost after we lost Coach McKissick who, uh, you know, that was another heartbreak. But,
6: um, you know, this is
1: the first time I've kind of mentioned his name since we talked football. But, you know, you can think of guys like Ted Burns, yourself, Phil Cornblue, and, and so many other big names like you had mentioned that, uh, you know, you guys do a great job. But we got David Shelton, by the way, down here. I can't not, not say great names without mentioning David Shelton, who does it down here, what you do up there. So, for all of you guys, uh, thanks for putting up with us youngsters and bringing us up through the ranks.
9: Man, I sure appreciate it. I I enjoy joining you, and I'm I'm open anytime.
1: You got it, buddy. I appreciate you. God bless. How do they find you? How do they keep up with you? Give yourself an opportunity for
9: our listeners to check in with you, buddy. Absolutely. GoUpState.com is where you'll find everything, including my 13-team Spartanburg area preview here coming next Wednesday, I believe, is when we're going to have it up. And you can follow me on Twitter, at Jed Blackwell, and we do a – scoreboard account and retweet a lot of athletes who are uh, getting offers and stuff from GoUpState underscore preps. So those are the three best ways to find them.
10: You
9: got it, buddy. God bless.
1: Take care. We'll see you soon. I'll get up with you off the air, and we'll try to figure out what day works best, either Monday or Wednesday, and we'll iron you in, and we'll
9: we'll recap
1: uh, high school football at least once a week as we continue to go forward.
9: Okay. Sounds great. Thanks.
1: All right, thank you very much. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. i got to be honest, man. When you get guys in here to do what he does to be a part of your show, boy, that just puts icing on the cake. It makes life a lot better. And I think we just got better by design here. And, of course, uh, you know, I, I I can do what I do. And I'm not telling you I'm the best at what I do, but I give it my best. But what he does, man, i got to be honest with you, man. These dudes don't sleep, man. They're like vampires. When, they're, when we're sleeping in our bed and we wake up to that beautiful smartphone, it's that guy. That guy that was just on the phone with me just now, Jed Blackwell, who is putting all that information in that social media world. So I want to thank him and all those beat writers who are writing the beat when we're asleep. Thank you for what you do. We got to take a break. We're going to wrap it up talking some, well, softball. Why is that? Well, that means Matthew Scott must be around the corner. Yeah. We're going to take this party and head a little bit closer to home. We'll be right back. A little baseball intro for my man as we will return in just a minute, guys. everybody? Well, we want to play it twice. How about that, guys? And without further ado, let me bring in the big man, the guy who's bringing you the South Carolina Youth Diabetes Softball Game coming to you in about a few weeks. That's the date, October 3rd. It is the 7th Annual South Carolina Youth Diabetes Association Softball Game. It will be held right over there in his backyard, Kershaw, and that is where it will be. When they have the first pitch, when they kick the first ball, that's right, they got kickball, they got a softball game, and they got a lot of things going on, but they will have Southern Force Central on air everywhere, broadcasting live. What's going on, big man? How's life, Mr. Matthew Scott?
10: Oh, it's good. Uh as uh, we're getting a little bit closer, I'm starting to get a little a little antsy, you know. I'm waiting to waiting to see all the players come in through the gate. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing some familiar faces, some new faces and uh hopefully a good, good quiet of fans in the stands. As me and you both talked about it, Richie, this year has a lot of potential. I tell you what,
1: man, every year you get better and better and better and better, and I can keep going on because it seems like for seven years there's been a lot of better, and I don't even think we've seen your best yet, and that's scary. That's scary for the, for the enemy, if you will, because uh, we're doing this for the right reason, and that's why – You're having the success. That's why you continue to see all the great things that are happening. Of course, you can uh, check out all of this exciting news uh, if you follow them over there on the world of Twitter, at S-C-Y-D-A Softball G. There you go. You can follow them over there and get all the information. As I mentioned, uh, we will be playing some ball over there in the town of Kershaw, South Carolina, with the founder Matthew Scott and friends on the uh, 7th Annual Saturday, October 3rd, man. So, the draft is in place. The teams are set. I believe even after the first pitching matchup coming up, and it's two of uh, the Gamecocks going head-to-head. You couldn't have found a better duo to go at each other's throat and try to uh, see who's the better pitcher.
10: Yeah, uh, this year is another – it's basically round two, basically my version of Clemson versus Alabama with – Colby Holmes on the mound for Team Hudson, the former Gamecock and former Atlanta Brave minor leaguer will make a second start for Team Hudson as he looks to pick up another win this year. As for Team Scott, managed by yours truly, I'll be going back with my ace, as you can call him, my number one pitcher, Adam Westmoreland, a former Gamecock as well, teammates with Colby, so there's some there's some irony there. Uh, the former Miami Marlins gets the ball for me again this year. Uh, both guys are looking forward to coming out and raising money for kids with type one diabetes once again. Personally, I uh, I'm still one for one against Colby, but uh, that's that's just me. I hit a home run off of him last year, so I'm trying to give a a little scouting report to my team once uh, everybody shows up. <laughs> You can hear him stretching out in the background.
1: Everybody shows up. I mean, I'm just going to tell him how to hit that stuff across the fence. You got Richie Schaefer on your team, man. How about that? How cool is that? You picked up uh, yeah. Schaefer, man. Uh, tell me about that guy.
10: Rich, yeah, Richie. He was the first overall pick in this year's draft by Team Scott. As the system goes, as just by most sport, sport, sport leagues draft go, the – team who has the worst record always gets the first pick the following year but uh yeah this year I was I'm excited to have Richie he brings a a Clemson atmosphere that I've been wanting to have for a while now I mean granted I've had some Clemson football guys come around and and uh come and go some guys like Ricky Sapp who will be back again this year uh CJ Jones former defensive back at Clemson University and if I'm missing anybody else, I'm pretty sure I'll be getting get a text about it. <laughs> but uh, you know, a lot of a lot of competitive guys are coming out this year and girls don't let me not forget about anybody off of that. Uh but a lot of a lot of the players are, you know, looking forward to it. A lot of a lot of these guys are current, you know, baseball guys like uh Kip Rollins who was a part of the Seattle Mariners organization. He was part of the independent ball league this year after you know the it's 2020 you know a lot of things have happened but uh you know kip reed morgan with seattle mariners braden webb with the Milwaukee brewers tj shook he is a guy i'm looking forward to have this year uh another guy who is part of team sky is jake wright former coastal carolina baseball star from chester south carolina so he's about 20 30 minutes from my area, so I'm, and he's a current Pittsburgh Pirate. So I'm, you know, I'm looking forward to having most of these guys out. Uh It should be, a, it's a great roster, as you have probably read over Richie, and you know, a lot of these guys are going to have fun this year. It's going to be fun.
1: Yeah, I can't wait to ride up with Jarrell
10: King, who's
1: down here. He's a good buddy of mine down here. Plays for the Gamecocks, played for the Giants, played for a few other teams around the world and around the country in the uh, pro life. But of course, he did. Uh, a lot of great things here locally. does a lot of great things here locally. He's a big dude, by the way. I just can't wait. I don't know if he's ever swung a softball bat. I'm you know, i not poking the bear because he's a big bear, but I got to be honest. I told him, I said, look, dude, they got you, Martin to play in the home run derby. Can you even hit a softball? Does he know you can hit a softball? He was like, man, I can hit anything. I said, let me tell you, dude, I played baseball in college. I played baseball growing up. And I'm tell you, that softball is big, but it ain't easy. Trust and believe me, you got to have <laughs> discipline and patience. And that thing comes across the plate.
10: Yeah, that's uh, that's one of the keys, you know, and one of my actually it's kind of one of my favorite things about having Westmoreland on the mound. I mean, a lot of the guys who have yet to face Adam, I I have his pitching report down pretty good. uh, But as far as the home run derby goes, yeah, you know, a lot of guys and you know girls, as you know, we have a women's home run derby. message me saying, Hey, I want to be a part of the Derby home run derby this year. I'm like, All right, you know, this is as a as you always tweet on your on the Southern Sports Central account, Richie, uh, the NWO uh, radio, as Kevin Nash right. once said, this is where the as Kevin Nash once said, this is where the big boys play.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this is where the big boys play and we're glad to have you guys on today, my friend, Is uh talk about big boys. Now this cat here is from my hometown, well, across the river in Conway, where it looks like you got Kobe Holmes on the home run derby. That's a big dude. I got a feeling he could crush his softball if he gets a hold of one now. He just
10: looks he, he looks
1: like a softball player.
10: He, ironically he is, and so is Adam. So don't sleep on my boy Adam. You know, I've nothing against Colby. I kinda had him come up through the Team Scott farm system, you know, his first couple of years. <laughs> uh <laughs> Uh, but, no, nah, all, all all seriousness, both guys are great. I'm looking forward to having them both. Both of them are, you know, they compete, you know, and have fun sure. on the, you know, traveling softball world. You know, both guys, they can swing a bat. That, that is a fact, uh, especially especially Adam being the big boss Hog left-hander that he is. You know, you just kind of want to try to find a way to pitch around him. And same goes for Carter. Right. You know, I mean, he he took 2019 MVP award for Team Hudson after, you know, giving Team Palmer Hudson the, Lancaster J- JV head coach his second win, the first time since 2014. I kind of gave him a little rib about that, but I, last year kind of came back and bit me in the
5: rear end, as
10: you could say. But uh, you know, both sides are. You know, looking great. There's a couple of people that I'm looking forward to seeing swing a bat for the first time. Some, you know, making their return, seeing what they got this year. You know, uh, one one girl that you will probably enjoy watching, Richie, is Anna Kimball, the former UAB mm-hmm. softball player. She was the 2019 Women's Home Run Derby winner and Silver Slugger award winner. She won a gold medalist with the Team USA women's baseball team. So, she was a huge factor for Team Hudson last year, and so this year when we did the draft, I kind of had her circled for my third overall pick. And I finally, I finally, I said, I gotta have her this year. She's what I need. <laughs>
0: hey,
10: I can
1: probably. There's a lot of teams out there probably said that during her time. Of course, you got the five five, the fabulous five ladies on the women's derby of course. Uh, I'll let you kind of name all of them. You got Miss Edwards, Adams, Sullivan, Young, and like you just mentioned, Anna there. Uh, Tell me a little bit more about the other four because to have these girls coming in here, playing in this role, doing what they're going to do, another key role, again, that diabetes doesn't just affect the men. It affects
10: the ladies as well. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of, you know, through the years of Camp Sweet Escape, the money the event raises for. You can go look at the the website at campsweetescape.com. But, yeah, you see a lot of young kids you know boy or girl being diagnosed at an early age with type 1 it's mind blowing cuz you see a lot of some of it dates kind of occurs through family genetics you know there might be one family member who has been diagnosed in your family and there and you never know if that'll be you in the future whether if it is you or not overall you're not alone you are a part of something special you can make the most out of it as you, you know, as you can have your mindset on anything you possibly desire. We're live right now with Matthew Scott. He is the founder. He's the man behind
1: all this exciting madness that's going to be taking place on the day, Saturday, October 3rd, location, Kershaw, South Carolina, where you'll find not only the ladies and gentlemen of the South Carolina Youth Diabetes Association Games, You'll find myself, my crew, Southern Sports Central. Also, the QC Broadcasting guys will be in attendance, if I'm not mistaken, all the way from Pineville, North Carolina. We're all getting together for one cause and one reason, and it is for the right season, and that is awareness of youth diabetes. Again, this doesn't stop you. And, again, I want to echo this because I have actually had a conversation, Matthew, with a guy just Three days ago, who was diagnosed with diabetes, and he looked at me and he said, You know, uh, he calls me Coach Rich because I coached uh, his brother back in the day in some sports. I don't think I can ever play again. I said, Why? You decided to retire? I mean, you got something else you're going to go do? I mean, what you going to do now? He said, Well, I, I found out I had diabetes. I said, Okay, well, you also found out you couldn't hit a baseball before I met you, too, and now you can hit a baseball. So what's the problem? He said, Well, I said, no, you're making it, you know, something to hold you back rather than utilize it to something to motivate you. Be the difference. Be the guy. There's guys in the NFL. There's guys in major league sports across the world that are playing with the same thing you just got told you have. And the thing I love about what you have done, Matthew, for seven years that I've known you, because I remember the first time I met you was the first time you were doing this. And we got connected through the right people to get you at the right time and have you on this show with your family. And you were just a young man yourself, I believe, what, 14, 13 years old, maybe younger, I don't know. But you were a young guy, I know that for sure. And I've watched you use this as not as a distraction but as an opportunity to be a promotion to elevate the opportunity and educate those who either have it or know someone who does, because we all know someone who deals with this every single day, to help them. And help everyone else around them get better today than they were tomorrow, handling what they're dealing with from day to day.
10: Yeah, that that's pretty much nearly hit, it, hit the nail the hit the hammer with the nail on, on that one, my man. Uh, but yeah, it's a, it's very. There's there's always somebody you can look up to, you know, when you're diagnosed at whatever age, and you feel like you're. You know, you don't know what to do after that. You can always, you always try to build your motivation and try to build off of that. Because for me, yeah, I mean, you talk about how we met when I was basically a sophomore in high school, about 15, 16 years old, I believe, uh, you know this this platform has come very very far. You know it's as the as the movie I believe it's Field of Dreams. You know Richie, uh, it is if you build it, they will come. And man, they have come left and right. It is amazing to see the amount of people that get behind you for what nice. you are desired or your passion is in doing. Because that should give you know, the kid the the person you were talking about, an idea of saying, Hey, I can do you know, I can actually do pretty good with this, you know, I can actually make it on my own, I can make an impact. I can I can do whatever I want, you know, I can play sports as long as I just gotta do the right amount of medication, you know, in- taking insulin, carb counting every single day. And you know, it's it's mind blowing, you know, seeing you know that's one of the great things about Camp We you get a chance to learn about these kids through, you know, their own experiences. You know, I've shared my fair share right. of experiences, and I, I probably will. For many, <laughs> I probably have many more as uh as we get older. You know, but uh, it's it's definitely an eye opener, and it's a huge blessing once you realize it.
1: Yeah, I, I agree with you. We're live right now, guys. Who are tuning in here. The, uh, the final nine to ten minutes left of the show here tonight. It's been a great three-hour power show. And, of course, uh, we're live right now with Matthew Scott, uh, who joins us here to talk about this big softball game. I'm almost saying football because we've been speaking football all night long. But it is the seventh annual South Carolina Youth Diabetes Association softball game. And it will be held right over there in his hometown in Kershaw, South Carolina over there at the high school, if I'm not mistaken, where he played, where he's got a lot of memories himself there, where he'll be able to create more memories. And I'm going to tell you about this young man right here. He has had more obstacles. He's had more reasons to decide to stop, pull up camp, and not do it again. But the will and the want and the stubbornness that I'm sure his mama said he's had since he was a baby boy – is the same thing that's motivated him to continue to do it each and every year, and I'm proud of you, my man. I'm I'm excited for you. I just I get so excited when you start texting me. I know it's about that time, and and usually that's uh, we'll play this game in October. You take a break for October, November. Usually by December, we're already in conversation about okay, I'm getting ready for next year. And I'm thinking, man, it was just like two weeks ago. You're like, yeah, I know, but we got to go. We got a lot of things to go. So you know, you are the guy. You're the light, not only for your town. You're the light for every young athlete, young individual, doesn't have to be an athlete, but everybody who deals with this uh, very tough situation on the diabetes. My father actually has diabetes, so, you know, uh, he's a little bit older. He's in his 70s. But, uh, again, I know a lot of young athletes, and it seems more common now than it's ever been, so to bring that awareness that you don't have to stop doing what you're doing. You just have to be responsible when you're doing what you want to do, Correct.
10: That yeah, that's right. And uh, one thing to quickly say, I know my mom's going to kill me because I'm sure she's listening to this. I got the stuff that's from her. She is one headed woman, but God love her, she is. She has done her fair share of raising me, and you know what I've done. But and and to respond to your comment about you know me being an impact and all this and that, I I don't know about all that. You know I'm I'm. One person, you know, I, I, you know, doing this event for seven years now, it's something that you, now obviously you and whoever, you know, to those listening know, this has been one dream of mine, and and it goes into saying I do things that I believe in and stand with what I believe in. You know, I try to push forward with so many things. Obviously, I've, I mean, yes, I've done just just about jump through every single hoop imaginable through this event. Seven years later, uh, as you know, obviously it's 2020. We're looking at the good old the good old coronavirus. But however, comma we are going to accommodate those guidelines to 100% enforce. You know, we're going to enforce all guidelines necessary. We're going to you know do what we can to. You know, have a good crowd this year at the baseball field and my, you know, here in Kershaw at Andrew Jackson High School. Uh, you know, I, I, as many of you have both talked about, Richie, you know, the, the half crowd capacities, this and that. You know, a third of what you can see in Death Valley or Williams Bryce, I'll take that any day of the week for my event. You know, right. I will, I will. <laughs> I will wave my flag and say, "Come on in." It's glad that I'm glad to have you. You know, that's one thing I say about you know, with you guys coming down to do you know, broadcast live and Queen City Broadcasting coming down and doing this live as well. You know, they they sent me graphics for the event. And I'm like, "Holy crap!" I forgot. You know, it's like this is real. You know, like we find we're finally hitting. There's there's strides each year in hitting. A Legitimacy point.
0: And, it's, right. and to
10: me, whenever we hit that point, you guys want to say, Holy cow, you know? And it's always fun to see that. It's always fun to meet the players that come for the first time or the seventh time or their family, friends, you know, whoever comes through that gate. I'm always looking forward to seeing them with the biggest smile on my face. I'm trying, I always try to you know, make this a fun event, a family event for everybody to come out to each and every year. You know this, you know, that kind of, that kind of, you know, talk where, you know, come December, I'll be already planning for 2021. And that's, that's how I, that's how it's always been for me. You know, Uh, it's always, you know, it's always fun to plan, you know, it's, to interact with guys that and girls that get involved, it just makes you want to keep moving forward,
2: you know? Right. And, you know,
10: and it's like doing things like this on Southern Sports Central promoting my event through your audience. It's always it's – that; those are the things I take for granted and for true appreciation because not many people will always give me this, this many opportunities as you've given me over the years, you know. And it's, and it's kind of the things That's what I family say. does. Yeah, that's right. You know, and that's one of the things I say. I thank you personally, and I thank for those listening to your show for letting me talk to you about what this thing is all about, what, you know, I love about doing this event and things like that, you know, and I always thank, and I obviously thank the good Lord above for giving me seven fun years of doing this event because I'm sure that he's got many more of these games for me to do, and I'm going to, you know, I'm going to build each and every year one way or another. Well,
1: brother, we appreciate what you're doing. That's why we help you any way we can. This forum, this platform is for you and your folks and your family and all those who support the South Carolina Youth Diabetes Association softball game. Of course, you can see it right there in Kershaw, South Carolina on Saturday, October 3rd. It is the 7th annual. Myself and the entire Southern Sports Central Network. I may have some other guys and girls that might be showing up, my friend, because there's now five shows right here on this network, Matthew. We'll talk about that off the air. Of course, I look forward to meeting the guys at the QC Broadcasting out of North Carolina. It's going to be a party you don't want to miss. Matthew, my friend, Stay safe. We'll talk soon. We'll get you in a couple more times before we throw that first pitch on that beautiful Saturday evening in Kershaw on October 3rd, my man. Take it easy.
10: I appreciate it, my man. I look forward to uh, talking about some other plans we discussed earlier today about the softball event this year. Oh, it's coming. We appreciate it. I'll catch
1: up with you when we get off there, my man. Thank you again. Stay safe. sit up the family. We said hey, and we'll uh, catch you on the other I side. I will.
10: All right, my man. Take it easy. All
1: right, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Again, you want to make sure that you check out this event. We're going to be there. There's going to be a lot of people that are going to be there. I've got some guests that don't even know they're going to be guests. I mean, that's how great it's going to be. But we want you to make sure that you check out the seventh annual South Carolina Youth Diabetes Softball game. And that, of course, is uh, Saturday, October 3rd. Location is Kershaw, South Carolina. The founder joins me here, as always, Matthew Scott. He does an incredible job. This young man, 15, 16 years old, had a vision after being diagnosed with diabetes. Thought, what can I do to go out and be the difference? How can I go out and educate? Well, what better way to do than let's eat and play some softball? Well, that's what we're going to do, and we'll kick a ball at some point. I just hope that he'll give me a chance to swing one over the fence. I don't know. I don't know if I trust me with a bat. It's been a long time since I've uh, held a baseball bat but, or a softball bat, I guess, in that case, too, being a pitcher. After high school and college, they don't let you do a lot of that. But uh, I do want to thank all of our guests who uh, joined us tonight. We started off with uh, Clemson Tom, an old blast on the past. He co-hosted with me for a long time right here on Southern Sports Central. He is always, always going to be a part of the, the pack here, and he can welcome back any he has time. He joined me at 7 o'clock, and then at 7.30, Ben Moore from Twenty Four Seven Sports. He always embraces us and checks in with us. He did a great job. Then at 8 o'clock, and the professor, the guy that has the show, the SC Sunday Showcase, uh, Clinton Robinson Sr. joined us at 8 o'clock. Then we went to Well Branch. Richard Parker, Joseph Higgs, both of those athletes, one class of 21, one class of 22 joined us for a few moments to educate us and entertain us about Well Branch and the season upcoming. Then at 9 o'clock, it was Jed Blackwell, the Spartanburg Herald-Journal. And then, just now, Matthew Scott was able to hang out with us. For just a while. If you're looking for something to do tomorrow night, log on right here on Southern Sports Central, the network. You can hear the South Carolina High School Blitz Sports Show with Miss V. Well, I think she's got tomorrow night off. I think Eugene is gonna step in for it. That's what family does. We step in when someone steps out. He'll be covering it right here, airtime six o'clock. Log it on for three solid hours, guys. On behalf of all of us, to all of you, stay safe. God bless you, God keep you. God will watch over you until we see you again right here on the network. Don't forget the South Carolina High School Blitz Sports Show, 6 o'clock, right here on Southern Sports Central. Guys, have a good night. No blame
0: if I'm not happy. Wasted time, but now I can
6: see. The biggest enemy, it
0: was me, so I'm not happy. Cry yourself to sleep. Shout and raise your hand. It won't change us.